Bro, are we even having a show today? There's no twins, yes. there's no twab, there's no twat, there's no night demon. What the hell? No, I, mean, I, I, I as I said, I didn't realize I, I messed yeah. up the timing. I thought I was going to be here in about an hour's time. Yeah, that's why we're having wife make her Look, I already had that argument with her. She said she's not answering the door, which is why I had to dive away just now because I had to go and answer the door for a package for her. I was like, <laughs> what? What are we playing at now? I'm just now the doorman. No, you're not the doorman. You're trying to do a podcast for a game she can't stand. Yeah, <laughs> that's what's happening. Did you tell her that you know the ship is sinking and that's you know that might make no, her happy? Would, uh, no, I'm not telling her that. Why would I tell her that? Why would I give her ammunition <laughs> to go? Why don't you just give it up now? Tell those two that it's two, episode 250. Just give up now. You end on that high note. I mean, it'd like, be fun for me. <laughs> it, well, I can't relinquish you both from the contract. It's only one at a time, and if you both can't decide, then you know that's it. We've we've got to stick here forever. No, no. You Podcast said words that I don't even understand. Until morale improves, okay? Uh, <laughs> look, who's morale? Unclear. We better right. roll those titles and then get to it. Welcome to Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Dedicated in bringing you all the latest information, news, and opinions. This is the best show for new and veteran guardians alike where we share tips, tricks, and tools to help you succeed and enjoy playing even more. So with all that said, let me hand you over to your hosts, the Triumph Hunting Titan Night Demon, the Pink Panted Pansy, Peroti, and your Hunter Master Agent, Mr. No One Responds in Real Life! Uh, And there it is. Now, I actually had a topic I wanted to discuss with you guys, like a serious That's topic, sure. right? Well, <laughs> right, and it, and it, it is destiny related. It's definitely destiny related, right? So, you know, worst case scenario, right? What's happening at Bungie ends up, you know, doing not good things for the franchise as a whole, right? What, if any, similar game would y'all end up playing if Destiny was not an option? Fortnite. No, what serious um, game would you play if Destiny wasn't around? I, I, I seriously, um, the the makers of Seven Days to Die are finally allegedly going to bring Seven Days to Die after that game's IP got caught up in basically. Is that the one that business. resets every week? No, 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 no. This yeah. this this has been on on PC forever. There was a console version that's beautiful, but it got eaten up in the Telltale Games. Uh, going out of business, and basically the console IP was stuck there in limbo for the last uh, since like 2016. Uh, and they're finally like, we're gonna we like like we've gotten the rights back. We're gonna bring you a new version because I lived and breathed that game. Whereas basically it's a zombie survival crafting game with the premise being like every seven oh, days yeah. the zombies come and raid you. So it's basically you've got six days to go build defenses and scavenge and explore, and then day seven you best hunker down because they're coming for you. Like yeah. night falls, the sky turns red, and they're coming to kill you. And I love that game, but the console version is so bucky. And yes, I could have been playing on PC all the, for all these years, but no, because I did PC gaming in the nineties. We're done now. We're console boys now. <laughs> I, I, I want to turn on the box. I want to play the video game. I want to turn off the box. Computers are for tinkering, not for not for playtime. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so that's my long-winded answer to that's what I would play. Um, because it's just Stardew Valley is wonderful. Yeah, fair enough. I think there's a game that's going to be coming out here very soon called um, First Descendant. 
And that's got Destiny vibes. It gives me Destiny vibes. You know what I mean? And I'm thinking if I was going to play anything, I'd wait for First Ascendant to come out and then deal with that. Because that's a pretty fun game, you know? It doesn't have as much content as Destiny, because, I mean, let's be honest, they just did the beta, you know? Right, because it hasn't been out for 10 years. Yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) For some reason, these slackers have not put out a decade of content in the last six weeks. Yeah, what the hell, man? Yeah, right? One star, literally unplayable. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, because everything else that's out there, aside from Fortnite, obviously, which has a lot of content, I mean, the only thing that's really out there is, like, PUBG-type games. You know, the Battle Royales. You know, they got a lot of content, but I don't really like that style, per se, you know? Yeah, well, well, you who doesn't play Destiny PvP, would you go back to a PvP-focused game? Like, like I know know your background is, like, Call of Duty and stuff. Yeah. No, I don't think I would. Or would you go hunting, like, a monster? Like, would you go find something PvE-focused? Like, you know, check out Diablo or... You know, something on the PvE oh, side I of things. Diablo. I was playing Diablo this morning. I played Diablo all the time. Right, um, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, is that where your energy would go? Is that where you, you know, turn no, your sights No, no, I still go? like shooters. Diablo, I still like, uh, you know, I like to be a part of people that are playing a thing, you know? I like to have options, you know? Diablo's fine and dandy and everything like that, but I do, I do like my guns. I really enjoy my guns, you know? But I don't think I'll be going back to Call of Duty because Call of Duty's done a lot of things that I'm just not a fan of, you know? The first and foremost thing that they did that really, really set me off, and I said I'd never buy from that company again, is they're all like, know your history! And it's all like all these different wars that happen all throughout history and all these different conflicts. And, you know, their whole shtick was Mm -hmm. accurate historical portrayals of conflicts, right? And And in the game, originally, they had Tiananmen Square. China got all... So they removed Tiananmen Square, and I'm like, you know what? You're a sellout. I'm never playing your game again. I'm done. You know, which uh, well, I would say I would say which developer at this point, but there's probably 19 developers. No, that were Call, working uh, Call of Duty last we checked. Call of Duty swaps between two. It's Activision and yeah, Infinity Ward is one of them. I can't think. Of yes, who the other that's one the other one. Activision and Infinity Ward. Yeah, yeah but it's not Activision. It's it's who's the like who's it, like Activision's the umbrella, but who's the actual developer? I was drawing a blank. It's because it was Infinity Ward and then somebody. Oh, uh, oh yeah, you're right. I can't remember. Um, yeah, I know Activision yeah. made made the thing that I, that, but I don't remember which of the two companies. It yeah, was. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's Activision is all. But of even it. then, the, the latest Call of Duty that came out, the latest one or the latest two have been battle royales. So again, not my bag. Treyarch, that's that's what I was. Treyarch, yes, good memory. Which, which I don't even know if they're still. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Infinity War two thousand three to present. Treyarch two thousand five to present. Apparently, also Sledgehammer games, Raven software, like like I know Activision was just like you know collecting Pokemon to make Call of Duty content. I remember seeing a list at some point, something related to to Bungie. It probably probably when Activision was or Bungie was under Activision still, and it was like here's all the companies working on Destiny, and it was like you know four or five. Here's all the companies working on Call of Duty. It was like fifteen different companies uh-huh. all doing like like they're working on the DLC, they're working on the mobile game, they're working on this piece of it. It's like you are all Call of Duty companies now. That is your life. Basically, yeah. yeah. This is the cash you know? cow. Keep making the cow happier and fatter. <laughs> Milk that cow, baby. <laughs> so, yeah, so needless but- to say, if you've somehow made it this far into the show this week, um, you you already probably have an inkling what's going on with Bungie and Destiny Two and all of the layoffs, including um, basically the community team. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. 
I mean, who needs yeah. a community team? It's not like it's it's a game that you need to, I don't know, get people to play or anything. It's fine. It's whatever. Why would you want to help your attention by communicating? Right? Who, who does that? Honestly. Yeah, so so there will probably be some Destiny talk at some point when it's like <laughs> returns or we figure out what's going on with it. But uh yeah, it's it's been a rough week. Yeah, they're not they're not having a good week, man. And and I'll apologize. I thought I thought it was Sony shenanigans that did it. And somebody corrected me and said, No, it's not, not actually Sony. This is Bungie's decision to lay off their own people. I was like, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's well, yeah. Well, well, yeah, I mean that's what I mean, basically you know, people are talking to you know, Jason Schreier, who's a games journalist who has a very good track record of, you know, reporting, you know, reporting things that are truthful, not making things up in Paul Tassiel. So, you know, people are talking to them, obviously, you know, an- anonymously because they, you know, yeah, well, either Paul Tassi is there or I don't, I don't trust him at all anyway. Well, yeah, but, but I mean, you know, people are talking to them because they are, you know, trusted people, you know, who cover that community. And because Bungie has, I mean, Bungie, to be fair, has said basically nothing like like other than the Pete Parsons tweet. Which is basically like, oh, it's been a rough week, but you know we're gonna soldier through. And like Bungie has not said anything, so like we'll get into like what's going on with Final Shape and Marathon, mm-hmm. whatever. But like Bungie has basically told us nothing, like officially. Like there's you know through this reporting, I mean, what, what, what can they sort tell of know, us? Though? Well, like that things are actually delayed. Like like all the news about Final Shape. Oh, being that, oh okay, okay, okay. Month season, like. None of that has come from Bungie directly. Like, like Bungie, like officially has said nothing. Basically, they they put out the you know our path forward twid thing this week. That I'll call it twid because that's garbage. That that can be the name twid. The twab is for the actual content, and like uh, yeah. the P Parson tweet, and and other, and then the Destiny Two team or whoever's left tweeted like, oh, next week we'll have a thing from the PvP Strike team. That's all that. we've heard. Like that's all we've heard officially from the company this week. Again, when you lay off your entire communications team, maybe that's why you're not communicating so well. Is it really uh, the entire team? Because I, I mean, I, guess I mean, I mean, I mean, not the entire team, but like, I mean, Cosmo, who basically took over for DMG when he left, mm-hmm. uh, Hippie, you know, Liana, uh, her last name escapes me, R- Rupert, Rupert, something. Liana's okay. gone. Sam Bartleby's gone. I mean. I think like the international folks, I think, I mean like Bruno and the other international folks they've hired, I think are still there possibly because they have a niche that, you know, they serve if they're trying to expand the player base internationally. You don't want to fire the people you just hired in the last year or two to serve those communities. I mean, ideally. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, you know, we don't know how big that team is, but like when three of the people who we know and who write the twops and stuff, or at least put their names on the twops and help write them, are gone. I don't know who's left. I mean, again, like it's it's bungee. Do, like, do we at least know why? Was it financial or was it just restructuring or are they not happy with what's been happening recently? I mean, uh, has there given a reason yet? Well, well, I mean, bungee, no. But I mean, I mean, from from again, you know, Paul Tassi and Jason Schreier's reporting, it's basically revenue. Like it basically says, you know, we've missed revenue projections by forty five percent. Now, why that happened, we could speculate all year on. I mean, like there's it, a lot of reasons. Like they're okay. Right. I mean, they have it, a lot of merch, know, but that merch takes a year to get to you. Right. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, well, well, that's the thing. It's like because they were saying, you know, I mean, that's you know, there've been, and again, like just uh, reports all over the place of you know people at you know the employees of the company going, we would really like to do these things to help player engagement. You know, up to and you know, including hey, not focus everything on Eververse. You know, do things that are actually good for the player base, not just try to nickel and diamonds for every last little thing. And that has not happened, as you can tell. 
so I mean, it's like, you know, again, it's like, you know, we don't know what the projections were or why they were missed. It just, you know, are, were the projections unreasonable? Is it, you know, Lightfall started because Lightfall sold really well and was setting records when it came out. Lightfall, you know, for all of the moaning about it now, had a good release, but it did not maintain that good release because it's like, OK, well, now what? You know, you're running a live service game. A lot of people aren't like us who are going to sit here and play this day in and day out because it's here. Uh-huh. Like you have to, like, you know, again, like with the Halloween event, give me a reason to come back. Give me a reason to to turn this game on. And that's just not there for a lot of people. And there's really nothing on the horizon that's going to make it there. You know, Final Shape is shaping up. But like, you know, for, you know, early reviews or whatever, what, you know, whatever they've been reporting is like it's there, but it's not, you know, like setting the world on fire. It's not like, oh, my God, this is, you know, getting rave reviews by early testing or whatever. Hey. Um, you know, I mean, Bungie, Bungie's a one-trick pony. Like that's that's the game. Apparently, they they brought in a bunch of uh, Tur. I think like Escape from Turok players or something. Who's like one of the one of the extraction oh, shooters? A great game. Oh, I don't know. You to play. I, I can't remember if it's. I can't. Remember, I feel like it was Turok something. Basically, you know, a bunch of extraction shooter streamers and players to play Marathon. You know, in its albeit early release. You know, current state. And basically, they were like, no one was excited to play this game in the state that it's in. So yeah, like obviously, it, like it wasn't supposed to come out till 2024 anyway, and I don't even know when in 2024. So that's supposedly been pushed back to 2025 now. Final Shape is is there's I mean again, it's being reported being pushed back from February to June. We still haven't actually heard that from Bungie at all. So I mean, there's lots of lots of lots of I won't call it speculation because it's like you know people talking to to the journalists, you know, you know, either from Bungie directly or from Bungie that were recently laid off. Like, like this information is coming from inside the house and, you know, yeah. you know speaking anonymously, cause obviously either they're looking for jobs now and need to not burn every bridge in the industry or mm-hmm. are still working in there and going, I need to keep my job in health insurance. So <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I used to work for Bungie. Okay. Next. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's such a mess just going, you know, it, it would be nice to hear some of this from the horse's mouth, Pete. Or Bungie's. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we got, we got, you know, today is a sad day at Bungie as we say goodbye to colleagues who have all made significant impact on our studio. As we say what goodbye, you mean deuces? You mean yeah, boot to ass? <laughs> what these exceptional individuals have contributed to our games at Bungie culture has been an, an enormous and will continue to be part of Bungie long into the future. These are truly talented people. If you have openings, I would highly recommend each and every one of them. That's what Pete Parsons, you know, the CEO said on you know October 30th, like as this was happening. And he, of course, has been getting absolutely reamed by everyone. Yeah, they're so good. Why are you letting them go? <laughs> <In> Twitter land. <laughs> and yeah. And then our Destiny 2 team tweeted, you know, the Twid will return next week with updates from the Crucible Strike team. Today, we have an update from to the community from the Destiny 2 development team. Which is the I was written by management mealy mouthed nothing of the our path forward, but like this just it 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 said nothing like again nothing nothing at all it was a whole lot of words to tell us yeah there's people still here we're still working on things yeah we're that, that's that's what I would expect you're a company that makes a product it basically <laughs> said you know we 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 got rid of a bunch of people but don't worry we still have lots of people we're going to keep making the thing that you know the only product we make we're going to keep doing that. You just got rid of all the faces that people know. <laughs> Since they, oh yeah, the end of the month thing—that was scumbaggy as hell, dude. 
That was really scumbaggy. So th- they had uh, benefits that would last them a month or whatever, right? Except that Bungie fired them the day before the month was over. They had one day worth of benefits, and then they expired. That is a huge scumbag move. And again, I know it's probably done because of profits, but still, very scumbaggy. There, there's a bunch of people who had unvested stock in Bungie that I guess I guess reverted to or became Sony stock when that acquisition happened that you've now lost for so long. Yeah. 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 You now have had a stock that could have, should have, would have been worth, you know, you know, some amount of money again, you know, depending, I assume, you know, longevity, how long you've been there, whatever, like would have been worth real money to you. That is now just vaporized into nothing. Absolutely. nothing. You've got worthless paper now. Congratulations. They don't even have the paper though, because they weren't there long enough to get it. They, they had to stay for a certain amount of time before they would get that paper. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. damn, well, dude. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, they, they, they had a piece of paper that said, I owe you, you know, X number of shares at Bungie slash Sony. And now you have that. And it says, uh, I owe you this and I'm never going to pay them for pay them oh, to you. That is a huge comeback move right there. You know, I mean, t- to be honest, I think a lot of people in the community know what's going on. Even if you weren't involved in reading TWABs each week, or watching Destiny videos each week, I think a lot of people found out about this through everything that's going on with with Bungie and all the different outlets. And I mean, trying to find a video this week that isn't related to yeah, the luck. mess that that came out on Monday is it was was really hard. I have found one. I've got one, but it was from two <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> but I thought yeah, I want to kind of cheer people up. It is it's still a video game that we really enjoy playing. And I, you know, I want to continue talking about the game that I enjoy playing. So yeah, I'm going to, and I'm going to drag you two with me. Two overload minotaurs around a corner. Yeah, that's not really fun. I mean, my heart goes out to anybody that was affected with like being made redundant. Uh, speaking from like being through this kind of thing several times with different companies, I can attest it is one of the most horriblest things because you're kind of just. It's just thrown on you most of the time. It's just you don't know it's coming, and it's it is like hard for families. It's hard for kind of, especially if you are like got a young family, or you know you've just started out with a family, or even single people that are just kind of finding their footing in like working in the cities. Like it's it comes out of nowhere, and you just don't know what to do, and it's like really hard. But I mean, as I think they were saying that these people are still really good at what they were doing at Bungie. It's just that they had to let people go. Yeah. It's it's basically budget cut. It's basically, we can't afford to keep you all here for, again, we could argue forever about the reasons why. Yeah. I mean, I've, I'm with you. Like I've, I've been through layoffs. I've been through budget cuts. I've been, I've been called to my manager's office and basically told, we don't want to let you go, but you were the last person to hire. So you're the first one we're letting go because that's how we're doing this. I mean, I mean it, that makes sense, though, it's, it's, right? It's, yeah, it, it doesn't make sense when you're then told uh, a week later you're begged to come back because the guy they kept was a moron. But anyway, <laughs> but, but like seriously, like pay raise at least. <laughs> oh, oh, I didn't go back. No, no, that that oh. bridge is burned. But yeah, but no, but like like, but just like my point is like it messes with you. Like you're sitting here going, yeah. I'm going to work. I'm doing what I think is a good job. I'm being told I'm doing a good job, and then suddenly you get a 15 minute calendar invite, and then you're just gone. 
And there goes your, there goes your job. There goes your health insurance. There goes your, I mean, there goes everything. And it messes with you. Like it, like mentally it screws with you. I mean, when it happened to me, I, you know, I didn't have a family to support at that point. It was just me, but it's like, it, it, it takes it like you need some time to almost like grieve in a way to go. Yeah. Like, and like pick yourself back up. And it's not just like, all right, let me get out there and, and start looking for work again. Like, I, I mean, think you, I, you can I do that. Home, but- I got home. I filed for employment and was just, or, or filed for, uh, for unemployment benefits because I was yeah. like, I don't know how long this is going to be. I don't. I mean, you know, we've seen like six thousand something jobs lost in the video game industry alone this year. I mean, just it, it's not a great, <laughs> it's not a great time to be job hunting anyway. No, but yeah, no. like it's 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 garbage. And and having worked in like business kind of areas and being managers and regional manager for staff i i can see from both sides of what's been going on i mean people set silly expectations of you know we are going to do this with you know we're going to make this much amount of money and then don't hit what they put out in like what they were going to do and it's like who does it then come down to it doesn't come down to the people who made that ridiculous figure or made that ridiculous promise you know the 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 senior management team, as it were, it, it comes down to the staff and it's like, well, we didn't hit that. So we need to cut the staff at the bottom to then kind of make up the money to again get back up on track to see if we can then get better at what we're doing kind of thing. It's just... Uh, it's not yeah. great. It, it's sure. not great. But the thing is, it happens, it happens in every business. And unfortunately, we are so invested in Bungie as a community. It... Mm. I, I know it's hit the people that got made redundant, but it's hit everybody else in a domino effect of th- so many people speaking out about this and people that, the you know, the content creators, you know, friends of these people, you know, talking to these people at Bungie and now they found that they're just not going to be there. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's really hard. And I wasn't really going to talk about it this week because I was thinking, I was hoping and praying that they put out a, a, a twab or a twid or oh. something so that we wouldn't have to kind of spend a whole show doing what other people have been doing <laughs> all week because mm-hmm. it is, it's just monotonous and, and depressing and, and redundant. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, but yeah. it's also reality though. I mean, it that, is. that is the thing, you know, this yeah. is what's happening right now. And it's affecting is... the world that we live in video game wise, you know? It, yeah. But like I said, it's not just, it's not just in the video game world. It's in every, area of business you know promises are made people say that we're going to hit this target and they don't hit that target and things heads roll basically and it's not necessarily the people at the top i mean i work for a company that used to predict like how much revenue they got in and it was based on sales and debt because it was a like a higher purchase company so you would predict as a store manager, how much money you could get in and how much you would get your debt down by. And no matter what you put as your figures, your regional manager would always put a lot more on top of that. And then their manager would also then put their mm-hmm. bit on top of that. So you would end up as a store manager with this ridiculous target of like, oh my God, how am I going to how am I going to do this? How am I going to get my debt down to one percent of like a thousand customers you know if people can't pay they won't be able to pay there is nothing that i can do because you won't let me do the supportive things that are in the handbook to help because i get (laughs) penalized every time i try and help them and the sales were ridiculous i mean you would forecast for say 
you would make X amount of money from that week. But they would then come and say, right, we want three times that. And you go, well, I can't achieve that. They go, well, you've got a thousand customers on your role of active customers. And then you've got like customers that have paid up and, and gone away. So you've got all those people you can still target. But they were bleeding dry, the, the customers that they had, for adding more things onto their account. And then they would then go into debt because they mm. couldn't then pay to the things that you would, you know, you'd give them like four weeks free on, an, on a PS4 or a PS5 or whatever. They'd be happy with that. But then come week six, after they've made two payments of like £20 because you stacked on insurance and cover and, and stuff like that, they mm-hmm. don't actually need. They're like, I can't pay. Can you take it back? And then if you took something back, then that affected your sales. It, I mean, it also affected your debt, but it's like the yep. the CEO of that company was brought in from another company. He did wonders in the, these other companies. But what was quite funny is that once he'd left those other companies, they went under within about six months. <laughs> and he was brought into our company and you know, the business was booming, business was booming. And I went to a, a conference as one of the managers like, to find out what, you know, they had a vision for 2020. They were out of business by 2020 and I'd left way before then, but it was like ridiculous. The amount of things that they thought that they could do because they had so many just like investors and shareholders and things. And it, the, 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 the projections that they were giving to those shareholders were just, I mean, the managers in the room were just kind of saying, we, we, we can't do this, but we can't tell them that we can't do this. It's like, right. but they've, they promised that we can do this and you know it, it's it's ridiculous and yeah. that ceo did actually leave about six months to no that actually might have been about two years before it you know ultimately came crashing down Probably but i mean down yeah i i can't see that as a sustainable business practice for for very long man goodness gracious oh but it, well, we're, we're not here for sustainable we're here to increase shareholder value yeah that's all I, it was. Well, it was to, to yeah, get the money. Yeah, shareholder value is depending on stability, right? Like, if you go uh, under, you have no, no shareholders, you're not creating any value, ergo, yeah. you failed. Well, it does and it doesn't. I worked for a, I'll say a series of, you know, government contracting is its own thing, mm. you know, on, on the IT side. Basically, you know, in, 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 the, in the U.S. at least, again, I can't speak for other countries, basically in the U.S., you might have like like a chief technology officer, like for, like as a government employee, but then pr- like, like there might be a handful of like the guy who knows how the mainframe works in the basement, who runs all the really important stuff, and you might have a CTO, and that may be about it for your technical staff. Everything else being done by everyone else is a series of contractors. Sometimes they work together, sometimes they don't, and usually it's you know it's everybody bidding for these contracts. So. You're having all of your important functions held by the company who probably bid the least money to do the work and is staffing accordingly. So I worked for a company that every single year for about three years would merge, would spin off, would rename themselves, would sort of like 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 the the arm of massive company A that was mm-hmm. like their consulting arm would sort of magically be bought or merged with this other company's consulting arm. So they were, a, and we were told we're a new company now, <laughs> even though, you know, the, the CEO, you know, the, you know, the C-suite, same guys, same guys who've been here for five, six, 10, whatever years, yeah. but no, we're, we're a new company. So we can't do raises. We can't do performance reviews. You know, we, you know, we can't do anything for you, the peon, but you know, Oh, you absolutely know that those guys, I mean, it was reported like 
they're making bank. They're making money. They're signing these multi-million dollar government contracts, but we're a new company now. So, so we can't possibly have any of the infrastructure in place to like reward you, the employee, for doing all this work for us. I mean, that's, I mean, that's my lived experience was just you, you do what you do and you're not ever going to get a raise or a performance evaluation or bonus or anything. Well, you're, just well, here, you're, you're, you're just here to increase the shareholder value. Yeah, my company, like you were talking about, has changed their name so many times. Just since I've been here, we changed it from what it was to something else, from something else to something else, and then from something else to back what it was originally, mm-hmm. by the way. and um, But the difference is, is we get we were getting raises based on performance pretty consistently, right? But the company that just bought us gave us five new holidays per year that we could just take off, an extra day that we could just take off whenever we want and they um they're they're grouping us in groups right based on seniority and and skill level right and they're taking a look at what the market offers for these individuals right if we're not let's say for example the market says i should be making 80k a year but i'm only making 60k i get bumped up to 80k but if I'm making 90K and I'm only supposed to get 80K, I stay at 90K, right? So this company apparently seems to understand that employee satisfaction equals employee productivity. I hope you it know? stays that way. I also yeah. hope it stays that way. But knowing <laughs> my company's history, what's probably going to happen is things are going to be great. The company is going to be profitable and they're going to sell us again. <laughs> <laughs> yep. they're, they're, they're trying to make you look real attractive to then sell you or exactly or to be bought by someone or to make the stock price go up so somebody else can check it yeah there's mm-hmm. like, like i really don't want to be cynical but just i've i i, I was sitting at work the other day tr- like having this conversation with some teammates and i was trying to exaggerate going listen i've been doing this work for 20 years and and i had to stop myself because <laughs> i was really trying to exaggerate and then I realized, no, no, I've been doing this work for 20 years. 20 years, yeah. I'm old. That's why I'm so tired. I'm like, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I've been at this for a hot minute. Mm. Yeah. When, like it's, when you get hit with that realization, it sucks, man. Dude, like, like I, I think I stopped mid-sentence. They were like, are you okay? <laughs> like, 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 we were in person, no, so that was the only okay. reason. I just had a stroke. <laughs> yeah, no, like, like, am I okay? Like, Physically, yes. Emotionally, no. Mentally, mm, questionable. Debatable. But yeah, but exactly. but yeah, it's just like we've been at this for a hot minute. I mean, it just it's it reinforces, you know, your 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 current company can tell you whatever they want. They don't love you. You're there right. to make them money. And mm-hmm. and the moment you know you can be a family, you can, you know, I mean, I've I've heard all the all yep. the all the pithy slogans and all the oh we're a family, we take care of each other here. You know, I really need you to go the extra mile. No, you, you pay me, you know, I, I made that mistake when I was younger. Cause again, I was, I was brought up, you know, speaking of generations and back in my day you know, my parents, you know, they worked for, you know, they would go to a, work for a place. They would work there for X number of years. They would get the pension. They would get the benefits. Like they would be rewarded by the company for their loyalty. Yeah. That is dead. That is long dead. Like the only way I've gotten raises in my life. No, again, you know, I, I worked in it. So it's, it's and not like glamorous tech, like Silicon Valley, it, like grunt level sitting in a basement at a help desk. It like the only way I've ever gotten ahead is by switching jobs, by finding who will pay me a little bit more to do the same work. Hmm. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, and the company is not, 
the company is not your family. They're your family until they have to lay you off in budget cuts. They're your family right. until they have to, you know, until it makes them a little bit more money to get rid of you. Like that's what, and, and again, and it messes with you too. I mean, just like, you know, again, the layoffs going, I go into work every day. I work hard and, and I see my coworkers around me going, why are you still here? Like, like you just, you, it's so hard to play those games and go, why, why were you left? And I was cut. Why are you still here and having a job and, and benefits and all this? And now I have to go up in my entire life. And then polit- political stuff gets in the way. The thing that's always made me mad about the workforce, ever since I first got my first job, if you want to go to another company, you have to give your two weeks notification. That way they have time to replace and or, well, you don't have to, but yeah. it's frowned upon if you don't, right? And they might, especially if you use them as a reference, they might let your next employer know, yeah, he just dipped, right? Um, so it's best practice to give the two weeks that way. They have someone to train to replace you when you're gone, right? But they, hope. they lay you off on a day's notice. Mm-hmm. That is ridiculous. Any company, you should be ashamed if you do that to your people. If you know you're going to be having layoffs, let's say, yeah, we got to fire, you know, 300 people. Okay, maybe, cool. Maybe they I'll didn't. Do that maybe Bungie you know? didn't. Maybe Bungie didn't know until they had a conversation at the weekend, and they went, uh-huh. "Well, it's either this or this," and they went, "Well, okay, it's gonna, we're gonna have to do that, and we'll have to do it ourselves." Really? I think. A good think, company would have taken the hit. Okay, we'll take the hit. We'll make up for it next quarter when we have, you know, financial. No, but I, I think the thing is, I think the thing is with this, it's it's different for Bungie because they're not an indie studio. They're not independent from anybody else. I think the whole problem is because they went with Sony, and I think there was a lot of promises and a lot of things that went with the Sony deal that they then couldn't keep up with. So they, as we've seen, it's is it forty five percent that they they were down yeah. by their projected revenue. It's like that is a lot of to be down by. I mean, how much how much did you kind of say that you were going to do and you weren't able to do? Is like, did you look at the Lightfall launch and go, "This is going great. We're going to project based on these player numbers and this engagement." Well, I think the Sony thing was before all of your, wasn't it? Well, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it may have been, you know, it was before Lifefall. It was like, you know, I think a year ago, because I've seen people reporting on, you know, the, you know, you know, there are not going to be layoffs and as part of this buyout. It's like, that was a year ago. That was, and people have thrown around the, you know, $1.3 billion for, for retention and stuff. Like, that money's gone. That money's spent. Like, that's, there was some, I can, again, I can't remember. I'm just, I'm just sort of like joint crediting, um, Paul Tassie and Jason Schreier at this point going, yeah, I don't remember who reported on what, where, but basically saying like that money was basically spent. Like, like again, as part of the, like as part of when, when Bungie was bought by Sony, like part of that was like Bungie stock becoming Sony stock, which your stock is something I do not understand at all. But basically saying like a lot of that 1.3 billion for like, you know, you know, retention or whatever, like was to cover some of that was like to convert that stock and, and do things at that time. So like that money is gone. Cause people are like, well, if you've got $1.3 billion, why are you doing layoffs? It's like, Cause that money's, that was a year ago money. Like that money spent like that's like, that's, and that's part of what's, you know, again, like we can speculate forever, but like as part of the Microsoft, um, buying Activision, Activision, Bethesda, you know, all the things they've bought recently, you know, yeah. it came out like, you know, one of the things they were concerned about because it was speculated they might buy Bungie at one point is Bungie's burn rate. Basically how much money you're running through to keep destiny Two going. 
know, which like it takes a lot of money to keep this game going and to, you know, to staff it and to support it. Like it's, you know, we, you know, we've talked about plenty of times how it's sort of a unicorn in the industry of it's a live service game that has been running sort of in a, in a, in a league of its own. Like there's not a whole lot of other things you can point to that are the same kind of thing with this longevity and popularity. Right. And it takes a lot of money to keep going. And I think it's, you know, you know, it's like, it's a whole, like, is Bungie truly, truly a Sony thing? Cause they're, they're, you know, it was reported, you know, you know, Sony's going to buy us, but, but we're still independent studio. It's like, but what does that, you know, what does that mean? You're still beholden to Sony kind of, sort of, and a lot of people, you know, have been reporting on as well. Like all the, there was this laundry list of basically, you know, Sony bought Bungie cause they were like, you've made a live service game. We want to make live service games too, but we need the expertise. You know, you, you may have heard of the term aqua hire. Basically you, acqu- you acquire a company to hire the talent within going, well, I can't lure you away from your job, but if I buy your whole company, then I'll have that expertise. That was part of this deal was Sony going, we want to, we want to replicate your success. We want to make more, more live service games that we can, you know, run on a subscription forever or whatever, or, you know, microtransaction, however you want to fund it. And there was this, this is not uh, a great example, though. <laughs> well, 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 no, well, well, no I mean, and, and the not great example is there was this laundry list of games that, again, I can't remember where I saw this list. It was like five or six yeah. games going, you know, like, well, this one and that didn't go well. This one never got launched. Like, basically, basically this like laundry list of tried and failed, like live service games that Sony, again, you know, through through other developers tried to create. And just none of them have either launched or been successful at all. So it's like they, you know, I wonder how much of this is we want to we want to recreate the secret sauce. And while we have all the ingredients, our pizza doesn't taste like your pizza. How did yeah. you know, how did you do this? And I think a lot of that is, you know, I mean, you know, I'm not a game developer. I'm not going to begin to speculate, but I wonder how much of this was, you know, this was part of our goal. We, we Sony have not been able to recoup, you know, some of this money or, or you know, are not making the money because we bet big or we bet on these other studios making live service games. And now that's not happening. So, you know, Sony's not making money. Bungie's not making money. Bungie's a one-trick pony who has destiny, and that's it. I think the thing is, Bungie has still made money, and they just didn't hit what they projected to hit. They still made money. Otherwise, there would have been a lot more kind of, I think, redundancies and things happening with the game. The The other thing that is kind of... I think the community are baying for blood of the high ups. They're all, I mean, we're all behind the people that got made redundant. But the problem is, it's never in like one percent of the these cases that the high ups are the ones that go. You know, the CEOs, the the directors, and Mm -hmm. these people are there for that reason because they make those decisions and they they keep the you know the train rolling and. If they're not good at their job, then they go. But it's kind of six to twelve months later down the line that they're and then they get that golden parachute, hand, like yeah, golden handshake. Yeah, yep. yep, they're out the door, and we brought in somebody else that can kind of guide the ship. I mean, people are saying, you know, why, why isn't Luke Smith gone? Why isn't this? it's like these people will not go? They are the ones that are, you know. In business, yeah. nobody sees those guys ever go. To be honest, you, you you maybe hear about one or two in the news, like very rarely. But they yeah. they just they're mainly untouchable at the top. But light and, comes to mind when you said that. Well, there's one that left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if yeah. if, they, if they do something really terribly wrong, that's in the public eye all the time. But this is a game company that 
you know, it's yeah, right. I, I get what you're saying. At the end of the day, no one's dying over Destiny 2's poor performance. No one's getting poisoned by you know food that's unsafe. Like you know, it's it's at the end of the day, it's still just a video game service. But yeah, no, I'm yeah, like like I if just you, like if you've been around for a long you time, you understand <laughs> that the guys at the top, yes, they're answerable, but they're not answerable to us as the players. Yeah. They're answered to the shareholders. To oh, but they are answerable to us whenever because we no, we decide with our well, dollar what's going to happen, right? We, so, we do, but but they care a lot less about us than the shareholder value. If right, that's, well, if the shareholders are down, getting their value because we're not buying the game. Well, there you go, right? Yeah, but those those incentives aren't always the same. What what I see as a good thing for the game is not necessarily what you know makes the stock price go up. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what you'll generally find is, yes, those guys may have started at the bottom as players, but as they've gone gradually up the ladder, they've kind of forgotten about what it is at the bottom that kind of makes the game stick. They are then starting to speak to the shareholders and the directors, and they're like, right, this is this is where I need to kind of... And they lose touch with what's actually at the bottom. It's just... It's a sad life that if, if you want to go further up the ladder, you do lose touch with the with the bottom. You do, and, and and again, your your incentives become a lot different. And that's I mean, that's part of that's part of again, like good management is sort of shielding. You know, it, when you're in that position, especially at a public company, you're very much in the middle between you know, like the shareholders, the investment, you know, investors, whatever, and you know, the people making the game. You're sort of stuck in the middle there, going. Mm. You know, I have to answer both to the internal pressures of the company and my, you know, my staff, but also the external pressures of, you know, keeping this game profitable, making the stock price go up, keeping our investors happy, making sure they're getting their return, whatever. Which I don't mean, you know, I don't say to mean like, oh, no, oh, woe is them, those poor guys. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it part of part of good management is, you know, sort of shielding your staff from that and and that pain and and communicating and informing. It's it's one thing, like you said, to to get laid off without any notice going, you know, again, like seeing in the reporting going, you know, the Bungie staff has been told, you know, you know, revenue is down, you know, player engagement is down, which is not a mystery to anybody there. I would, I would assume is like, no one's going, Oh, the game isn't amazing. Oh, we didn't know. But, but, you know, they were saying the feedback, it's not a mystery at all. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. You know, they were saying like, you know, the staff was starting like you to marshal together and going, okay, we're going to make marathon incredible. We're going to make final shape really cool. Like, you know, you know, it's been pushed back to give us more time to make it amazing. And then to be told, oh, a hundred of you are getting laid off. Like what a, what a gut punch that is right, for yeah. everyone who's still there. Cause you know, now having to do, you know, having to do more with less, God, that's a phrase I would ne- like to never hear again in my entire life. Well, you just have to do more with less. You just have to do that, more with less. I know you had a team of 10 people, but now, <laughs> but now you've got four people, yeah. you, you know, you know, you had a team of 10. Now you got a team of four and I need you to hit, you know, the output of a team of 12. Yeah. And, uh, it's horrible. Or we'll find isn't it? someone who can. Yeah. That yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll find somebody that can. I mean, the thing is that, that Destiny is a very unique game. It nobody that I you know apart from World of Warcraft have kind of been this long in like it, it's it's a one of a kind of going for this amount of time, and this is the first time that we've kind of got layoffs, and they've been hiring and hiring and hiring for quite some time. And I think inevitably when, when it came down to it, that, that somebody's going to have to go. I mean, I know that we, we lost the composers, didn't we? That, that Michael Salvatore. Yeah. yeah. Both Michaels. Both Michaels. 
I can't really like, feel bad about that because my game is muted most of the time. But the thing, the thing is, that Michael Stavrosoli, his yeah. name is going to carry him into if he wants to go and do another job. You know, yeah. the, I mean, I didn't realize. I think he's seventy. I think I heard somebody say, you know, if he wants to go and do another top job, or if he wants to go and retire, it, it's completely up to him. I mean, he's made a name for himself, and uh, a couple of the the long standing people there that have been since Halo. I mean, I, I don't know their names off the top of my head, but they, they've obviously been with the company for such a long time. They will have protection for their jobs at that point because they've been with the company for so long. So they're probably not looking at it as a bad thing that, that they're going to get a, a golden handshake and a payoff and, and whatever else. It's just the people that haven't been there as long that miss out on the shares, if that is still truly the case, because I've heard various different rumors about Yes, they still will get something. No, they won't get something. And it, it they better it, though. I mean, it's it, been really hard this week because there's been so many different reports and so many different right. people putting their own spin on these things. And it's like you'll hear something from Jason Schreier, then you'll hear something from Paul Tassi, and then you'll hear something from somebody else that says, "No, Paul Tassi is wrong because he's he's his facts he's are wrong break. about this because because <laughs> of this." And it's like, oh. Yeah, I mean, okay. yeah, yeah. This is all us speculating. So, yeah, yeah. So, Michael Seacrest was the other Michael, Michael composer who who wrote Deep Stone Crypt. Well, you know, the lullaby. Yeah. Oh, um, that was pretty it, good. I, 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 it was funny. I was looking again. You know, Mike. You know, Michael Salvatore's website and Michael Seacrest's website because Salvatore just like changed his like about me to Gone Fishing, and Michael Seacrest <laughs> just says Gone Fishing with Salvatore. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. No, I agree with you. Like. Like I'm, you know, as much as people were outraged about, oh yeah, you know, the Michael Salvatore, you know, renowned composer. Again, like I'm, if I know your name, if your name is well known, I'm less yeah. concerned about you because again, you'll be fine. You have a name, you have a, a bank of work. I'm more worried about the folks who we don't know their names, who come in every day, put in their hours, grinded out this game, and whatever job they did, whether they were public facing or not, whether it's just you know the guy who's writing. The dialogue, the person who's been bug testing. So the bugs we see are only the way, way, you know, less important game breaking massive bugs than were in the game when it started. Like it's those people that sucks. Like they, you know, the, the, you know, they hopefully have some credit. You know, I saw a couple of stories, you know, yeah, I moved, you know, I moved my family from city X to Bellevue to work at Bungie because of, you know, yeah. while many things can be done remotely. Oh, that was, you, you know, you know, oh. you know, you know, like, like in his case, you know, in his case, he, you know, he's like, I was, I was doing, you know, something involving builds. So he's like, it was taking eight or nine hours to get a build back doing it remotely. Cause it's just a huge amount of data. He's like, so I moved my family from the East coast to the West coast, like two months ago, only to be laid off. I mean, it's like, it's, it's things like this. It's just, you know, you're uprooting your entire life. And then all of a sudden now you're in a new place yeah. where you don't have, you don't know anybody. You now don't have like, it's just like, it's, 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 you know, it, it's the people whose names we don't know that I worry about. And I hope they land on their feet in an industry that's, I mean, every industry is. Yeah. I mean, right it's now, like industry is still huge. It's not like they can't find another job. No, if they find another job as good as the one they had in destiny, who knows? But if well, you're a game you have designer to, and you have debt and you have Bungie on your resume or mm. or Activision, if they were here back in Activision or even Doni, Doni, Sony, right? I mean, they, they can put, hey, work with Sony, you know, working on, you know, yada, yeah. yada, yada. That's going to carry weight, even if we don't know their names. Uh, yeah, I, see, I, I, I don't think it does, though. I, I don't think I don't think who you work for carries weight from everything I've read about the video game industry and development. 
it is cutthroat, it is ruthless, and you are very much a, you're here for this project and gone the next. Hmm. But the thing is, I think you were right with how you were describing when your, your parents were employed, that they you had job security. You stayed with that company. You you got your benefits. You got your pension. And, you know, you retired and that was it. You were just – or if you moved from company to company, you still had those benefits and that everybody was looked after. Over time, things have kind of got worse for everybody. You don't have job security. You could be in the best paid job in, you know, the most stable – kind of company in the whole world like mm-hmm. apple or something and they make job cuts and something goes wrong and you, you're out of a job and you think i'm working for x company and this is i i don't understand where this has come from i mean right. i've worked i worked for a, a, a well-known supermarket right just I, and i got made redundant in the middle of covid because they wanted to make cuts and i'm like mm-hmm. What, what, what is this about? It's like, but because I didn't fit into the job criteria of, or when they wanted to have different times of store openings, and I refused to move, like uproot my family just for a, you know, a shop job. It's like I, I got made redundant, and it, the the unfortunate thing is, it's happening in other places as well now. I mean, schools over here are t- being taken over by like. Uh, investment firms Academy. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it's like that. It's like academies. So businesses will own schools. So they will dictate mm-hmm. what the teachers can teach, what the teachers' salaries are, what, you know, X, Y, and Z. And they're running the schools like businesses. There are very few kind of state-run schools these days because everything is just kind of crumbling. And people are just going, you know, the governments are selling off like schools. It's ridiculous. It's just like... A federation, that's the other thing, is you federate with other schools and then you have like mm. an executive head that will run all like five or six schools and then you'll have heads underneath them. But even then you are then dictated by budget cuts and things like that. It's it's just they, they run schools more like a business these days. And it's it's terrible that the it way it's a business. That's the crazy thing about it. it. It's legit a business, dude. You hit the nail on the head. But it shouldn't be. Schools correct. shouldn't really be. That's yeah. correct. There's the, the the company corporation capitalism model shouldn't be the model for everything. But the thing is, right. one person went somewhere went, oh, this is a good idea. We'll implement that here. We can then dictate this. And then somebody else has gone, oh, you know what? We can do that over here. And then it's just kind of snowballed. And over time, I mean, it's not it's not like five, ten years. It's been a long time in the process of these things happening. But it's just it's just got worse and worse and worse. And job security is nothing these days. You could be in a job one minute with complete security you've been there for x amount of years and the next minute they're just making you redundant and they're like well you know we can just pay you the minimum and you're out the door it's, it's terrible that it's it's not just bungee it is everywhere and unfortunately it's just it's something that is not going to be reversed overnight yeah and, and you you hit hit upon a very another very important thing with all i mean again across every industry if you've been there and you're experienced Yes, you're experienced, but you know who's really cheap? Someone to do that same job as you for half the money or a quarter of the money or three quarters. Not even, I mean, I don't even mean overseas. I mean, I mean, I did, I did see the words around community support and outsourcing to Sony, which we don't even want to talk about, but just (laughs) you, you've been there for 10 years, 20 years, five years, and you're experienced and you're real good at what you do. That kid coming right out of college is way cheaper than you. We'll take that job you for a lot of money. But, but it's so hard to get a job out of college because everybody wants experience. 
Well, right. You know? They wanted yeah, that. You need a mixture of experience. Like well, you go and work yeah. somewhere for free to get the experience, and then you can go and get paid. We, we see you're well, twenty years old well, with yeah, a four-year no. degree, but we need fifteen years worth of experience. Okay, sure. I'm glad I started this when I was five. <laughs> right. Yeah, but but that's the thing, and, and just like how many of these jobs that Bungie has laid off are they going to start advertising for again next week or next month or? Come January first. I'm sure there is a. I'm sure there's a period of time that you can advertise. There, there's absolutely they're going to hire people back. I mean, we've seen this again across every industry. You go and lay off a bunch of people, and then all of a sudden you're hiring. You know, you're hiring for those positions again because it turns out, yeah, you need people to do that work. You just need cheaper people. You need to be able to reset and say, well, we need this work to be done, but we want to. You know, at the end of the day, company needs work to be done. Company wants to pay less money for work. Because a company's biggest expense, like like we we've all touched on, is the human beings who work there. Yeah. You know, your human capital is a massive expense. And if you can make that number go down, yeah, you know, that that's the incentive. Yeah, and, and and if you're in the union, that's one thing, but like for our guys to get the benefits that we had, there's only fourteen people in my company that does what I do. In my whole company. And we are global. Let that sink in. There are fourteen people to handle 911 systems globally. So whenever we were all talking about, you know what, we should all just, you know, take leave at the same time or just stop working at the same time. And once that, you know, got into the to the to the to the grapevine, all of a sudden, oh, you guys want five extra holidays per year? Cool. Mm-hmm. Veterans Day, you got it. Uh Juneteenth. You got it. Martin Luther King Day, you got it. President's Day, you got it. Oh, you, you don't have enough floating holidays? Let's add another one to that. Oh, you want you want to start your overtime at eight hours instead of ten hours? Cool, right? Once we once they, once it got in the grapevine that we were all gonna just kind of stop working at the same time, dude, you're talking about a company that deals with nine one one systems. That is that's a red flag. <laughs> They're like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Hold on, what do y'all want? <laughs> yeah, that, that's you know? way different to like Bungie. Yeah, collective action works. Well, well, I mean, respawn has hit the nail on the head. Now, now, if you would have told me that respawn would be the one calling for unionization in a roundabout way, I wouldn't have put that on my bingo card. But hey, here we are. Unionization works. If not, if we take no other lesson out of the labor movement of 2023, yeah. and and I apologize if you turned in, tuned into this Destiny podcast expecting Destiny this week, but I mean, we have this seen Destiny though. Unionization works. The tech yeah. industry, the video game industry need unionization. Anything good gotten from a company is not out of the good of, of, of the heart of the company. Yes, I'm sure there's someone out there who says, oh, yeah, I, I know a guy and we work for his small company and he treats us really well. Great. Yep. If you're a big company, nothing good up to and including weekends and child labor laws came because the company was like, this is the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. When your when your incentive is money and making the most of it, your hand needs to be forced. Yeah. And we've seen the writers, we've seen the actors, we've seen you know UPS United Parcel Service, we've seen you know the United uh, United Auto Workers. Collective action works, and when you don't have it, you get you know you're, you're all out for yourself. Like respawn, you know the point respawn just made. His company, you know, it's not like they got together and unionized, but basically accomplished the same goal. Going, you need us to make money. 
we have some demands. We collectively, there is no, oh, if you if Respawn won't do the work, I'll find you know Respawn Junior or I'll hire a new Respawn and get rid of that Respawn. I mean, they yeah. absolutely would That's, if Respawn that, wouldn't do the oh, work. But when Respawn and his buddies don't do the work, right? Well, now you got a problem. You know, right. You can't replace all your staff work. And that's why union busting tactics are so prevalent at companies when there's even a whiff of unionization because they're like, we can scare some of you. But if there's only a handful of you, especially, especially if you're in any kind of specialized job again, like, I don't know what you do. I don't need to know what you do, but you have, you know, you have a particular set of skills. Yeah. And, and to train you, a new you, one you, of me takes a long time. Yeah. It takes at right. least a year of school and OJT to get at the level where you can just begin. And even then, you're still yeah. learning stuff all the time. I've been doing this for seven years. And every day I'm calling somebody, yo, how do you do this again? I forgot, right? Because yeah. it's so dynamic. You might see a problem and you figure it out and not see that same problem for six months to a year. You yeah. know? Yeah. So it's crazy. It's absolutely, it's high stress too. That's why I'm trying to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the, the, the tech industry as a whole has needed unionization for years. Cause it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's, you know, having to continuously learn to continue to do your job. And to continue, continue to, to learn to as technology grows, on everything's always changing. Exactly. It's, uh, as soon as you, as soon as you finally figure it out, yo, I know how to deal with the server. Congratulations. We're going virtual. <laughs> going to the cloud, baby. Right? The thing is, I mean, over the years, we've heard so many different companies treat their employees badly with like Enough. crunch times and, and different things like that. Yes. And I, I learned the hard way when I was sacked in my one of my first jobs, because at that point I had a family, you know, I had a young child on the way and I'd lost my job. We just kind of got our house and it was like, what what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm not in a union. I I've just I had to go to the citizens' advice to kind of go through a tribunal to kind of get some kind of compensation, which I won. But after that, I've never not been in a union, even if it's like for various any any kind of job that I've been in. I've been mm-hmm. in a union, and that is one of the hardest things that I learned is that you need to be in a union. You need somebody there that you can ask advice to back you up and help you when things like this go down. And the other thing that I learned very quickly is HR don't work for you. They work for the company. So they've yep. always got the company's best interest at heart. So don't think that you are speaking to the person at HR, telling them all your woes and they're going to help you out. They're helping a company out so that they, you know, before you at the end of yeah, the day. Everything you just told them, your supervisor now knows, and they are potentially looking for a replacement. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. HR, you know, they are sold to you as the place that you go and speak to people to kind of sort out things that you've got issues with, but they're really there. No, that's true. If if, if somebody misgenders you, you go to HR and you get them fired. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know what I mean? It's there for the company. Company's protection really only. Nobody yeah. in the company is your friend, except well, my boss. My you, mm. every now and again, you'll no hold on, hold you on. Every now and again, you'll get a good person, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you I will. didn't know. I didn't know what my coworkers were getting paid, but my boss reached out to me a, a month ago and said, "Yo, I think you should be making more. I need you to do these things so I can have leverage to get you more money." That's a good damn boss. Oh, you yeah. know. Right, and I'm yeah. I'm not saying that there aren't good bosses out there because I think DCP were even talking about the Nintendo CEO or CFO. He took a pay cut 
so that yeah, they could get Nintendo that. back on track. And they mm-hmm. were saying, well, why didn't Pete Parsons do this? Why, why did none of these people that, you know, Luke Smith, why, why are these people kind of sold the little people down the line? And it is a good question. And I don't think we'll ever hear the answer. We, we know the answer and it's two words. Greed. No, but, well, is it? Is it on, you know, at the end of the day, if you is lose Pete or is Parsons, everyone out for themselves? Yeah, I mean, because, uh, I mean, I mean, well, this one is, hand half a dozen and the other. Well, I mean, well, I mean, this is capitalism. <laughs> We're all out for ourselves. There is yeah. again, there is no collective anything. There is no we. There is only I. I mean, a good honestly, company should be you, a we. A good lasting company should be a we, though, right? Right. Like, like the, the again, the incentives of you know the people at the top and the people doing the work to generate the value should be aligned. And if they're not aligned, mm-hmm. this is this is where you end up. I mean, we've we've seen many successful companies that treat their employees great, and and the employees stay. I mean, hell, in um, oh god, I just it, it's a country. Somebody help me out here. There was a country that swapped to a four day work week, and they found that productivity went up forty two percent. Like Sweden, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, productivity went up forty two percent while losing a day. Yeah. Right, because they're because, looking out for their people. But that's not that's not in the video game world. You cannot do that. Uh, yeah, well, and and I and you should. <laughs> I know you should. Yeah. Well, well, there's there's a lot of things you sh- you should have realistic deadlines, and that's because that's the yeah. other thing I've seen a lot of people talking about. You know, bungee related and not just. Yeah, you push this. You push Final Shape back and Marathon back, but you still have to deliver on these things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, is this now just going to lead to more crunch and more overtime and more work for those who are left? And overtime is good money, though. It goes back to what Parody said about you yes, know, the, unless you're salaried. Oh. If you're salaried, if you're salaried, no, it's not. If you're salaried, then you did a dumb thing. Don't ever be salary. Uh, <laughs> ever. Well, I got some. I got some bad news for you about working in a lot of industries in the world, there, bud. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm salary up to forty hours, but after forty hours, we get overtime. Yeah, like but if the, I took a day off, is, I would still get my forty hours. The th- the thing is, though, Reese Warner Parody, is is that it goes back to the old thing of companies used to look after you. If you yep. went over your over your allotted hours of like 39, 40 hours a week, you got overtime. You worked at weekends, Sundays, you got double time. You worked on bank holidays, you got like triple. You worked on public holiday, you got X amount. You got an extra day. The, slowly over time these things have kind of been pulled back and pulled back and pulled back and it's affected every different part of business you know this 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 thing with like crunch time has only increased as pressures went on to different video games like oh well that company does it so we'll do it and then it kind of then got to the point of we we can't do this anymore and and, you know and and people being called out for doing it so it kind of it then swings the other way of like well if we can't do that. And you, we're going to kind of give you reasonable work time. So that we're going to have to let some people go because we can't meet the demand of our customers. It's just that it's so hard with, with how society have accepted these things. And it's not, it's not necessarily that we've kind of accepted it because we wanted to accept it. It was kind of, we were forced to accept it. Nobody fought back. They allowed it to happen. Is what happened. Well, if you did fight back, you well, were kind of out the door. So you spoke to HR. You weren't happy with this. You were out the door, kind of thing, as we said. Right. I mean, again, and and you know, there's fighting back, and there's needing to work to support yourself. Hmm. Yeah. No, and that's I mean, true. I mean, but like sometimes you gotta miss out. Yeah. For the overall better good. Okay, so I missed out on two months' work because we all went on a strike. But now we get full benefits. Now we all get a pay raise. Now we get more holidays. 
you know, if the end justifies the means, then I would say go for it. Yeah, it's gonna be rough. It's I'm not promising you the stars. It's gonna be rough. But sometimes you have to look out for the end goal, man. You know? I you wish, wanna do this job w- for forty years and, and not ever see your kid, or do you wanna be able to retire at some point in time at, at an age where you're not bound to a wheelchair? You know? Like, come on. I wish I ever worked in an industry where that felt possible. I know it's ridiculous. In Romania, though, Romania's well, Romania's also heavily corrupt, but <laughs> they have a four-day work week in Romania. I mean, Unlike they work Fridays if they want to, but yeah, yeah. But no, I mean, it was it was pretty yeah. good over there. There, there are people <sighs> that do it. There are companies that do it. I just wish it was. I wish that was the norm. You know, like taking care of your employees. I mean, it just to me, it just makes sense because when I was in the Marines, that's how I took care of. You know, the yeah. people that I was in charge of. When you did well, I gave you rewards. You know, I let but you get off work early I, or I let I you do I guarantee if you spoke to Marines today, they probably don't get half the stuff that you got. And it slowly has kind of decreased over time. They actually and if, get more, dude. I, honestly speaking, they get more. Like, well, I mean, it depends on what, what so you're you, looking at, then, you know. But, but then you get out and then you have to deal with the, Mama. oh, you, you did serve. Well, not even just that, but. You know, there's serving the country, and then there's, oh, you did serve the country. Yeah. And that is a very different level of care from... It really is. You know, again, a lot of, you know, I'm not sure what the military to IT pipeline is, but it seems pretty strong, because I've worked with a lot of, you know, cur- you know, former... Only, you know, only because Army, military people get... Only because military people, we get... There's a score an employer has to look at, right? And military people, veterans... Um, they get plus 10 points to whatever that score is. And if you're a disabled mm. veteran, I think you get 15, right? So they have to accommodate for that as part of like their quotas and things like that, you know? So that's why you see a lot so of military So that's how you people. got the job then? Uh-huh, probably. That and I, I <laughs> on an application, I didn't put that I was white, I put that I was Spanish. So that helped too. Potato, <laughs> potato. And I, I suppose the other thing that we can talk about is the potential like delay of the final shape uh because nobody knows pretty good <laughs> nobody because really knows whether it's going to be happening or not right yeah it, it it's yeah all the reporting has said you know it probably being pushed back six months from february to june or july but you know and that was sort of our point like at the top of the show is no one officially has said anything about anything like yeah. like we read you the the pete parsons tweet and the you know, Destiny 2 Strike Team will be back next week with an update. And then the mealy-mouthed Our Path Forward, which, you know, we haven't read, and I'm not even sure it's worth it, basically saying, oh, we're, we're still going to make the game. Well, yeah, we know that. Tell, tell me something I don't already know. <laughs> like, none of this, um, like, none of what's being be reported and, and taken as, as gospel of these delays of Final Shape of Marathon is none of that's been confirmed. None of that's been actually said by anybody Public, you know, public facing outside of Bungie. You know, we're going. Well, we we heard this from so and so, or I saw this in a video, or somebody tweeted about this. Yeah, there's been no confirmation of any of it. Like, are we all assuming it's happening? Yeah, but no one has come out and said it. Yeah, it's like one of those dirty little secrets that everybody seems to know about, (laughs) but we're not, you know, supposed to know. But we all know that it's happening. Right. But nobody officially has actually said anything, and it's like, well. I mean, I think again, DCP this week, we're talking about, do they come straight out this week and say with our path forward and say, right, it is going to be delayed or do they wait a week 
because they want to kind of let the people that they've had to let go deal with what they've got to deal with first before they even tackle going down this route of speaking to the community and explaining those reasons why. You know, it's obviously been a difficult week at the studio. It's a difficult week for the people that were let go, difficult pe- for the people that are still there, difficult for management. You know, it is still, they are still people at the end of the day and they've had to make that difficult decision to make those people go and keep those other people. And Pete mm-hmm. Parsons has tweeted out, you know, we kept the best people and it's like, maybe you shouldn't have tweeted that because then that makes the other people feel really bad even though you're trying to make the the people that are there still feel valued even though their friends have gone it's like what can you say to kind of keep the community the people that you're working with the people that you've left like we said last week it's like i would say i'd say be honest but i also don't know why they did it so no potentially being honest might be a bad thing it's an impossible task to kind of do everything and i think they probably just want to tackle one thing at a time so we probably won't hear for at least another week after this there'll probably be another week of them trying to deal with the people that are being made redundant and sorting all of that out we'll have the pvp strike team come in next week give us a glimpse of hope of what they promised us with what's happening with pvp and the free maps that are kind of coming down the line and maybe weapons and stuff for next season and then possibly the the week after that i mean we've got a couple of weeks to the end of season what are we now 22 22 so, yeah yeah um, we've still got until the end of november because it's i think it's 14 weeks so they've got a couple of weeks to tell us about lightfall possibly being delayed and then moving into what's happening next season and and all the joyous stuff that we're going to be doing for the next x amount and what they're going to be doing because obviously i mean if they've made only made that decision to kind of put back Lightfall now then they've gone kind of trying to come up with a game plan of well that's six months that we didn't kind of anticipate that we'd have to kind of cover with the Destiny community yes we can still probably put our little events in there you know like Dawning and Guardian Games and X, Y and Z but people are still going to play our game because we haven't put out our expansion it's like that there's a lot going on that that needs to kind of be sorted out before they even come out and say, right, this is when it's going to be delayed until we just don't know anything really. And it it could potentially still be on track and it could just be somebody's told Jason Schreier or uh, Paul Tassie being let go that they, you know, this is what they think, or this is what they were told at that point in time. And it could have been a possibility that it was going to be delayed. And then they come out next week and go, there's you know, no truth to those rumors. It, it's coming out in February. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's the problem. We're all, we as podcasters, we as players, we as people who like this game, nobody knows anything because it's all speculation. It's all radio silence. Hmm. And yeah, I mean, you know, you know, Bungie, Bungie owes us nothing in terms of why and what and who and how, but, but they do owe us something in terms of, when is the thing coming out that I want to play? When, yeah. when can I, you know, again, you, know, you don't need to tell me why it was delayed. You just need to tell me if it was delayed. You know, if, yeah. if, if I'm buying a thing, when am I getting the thing I'm buying? I still have to be ordered because of all these shenanigans too, man. No, but don't do that. This is what people have been saying. And I, I completely disagree. If That's you don't want to play the anything. game, it's not going to help anybody. If you <laughs> wanted to buy the game in the first place, don't cancel pre-orders. Don't, you know, 
if if yeah, don't don't cancel your pre-orders because you're then hurting the people that are still at that company. But that I didn't pre-order yet, so I'm not canceling anything. No, no, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I I hadn't pre-ordered it yet, but I now feel guilty that I haven't pre-ordered it. And is my pre not me not pre-ordering having an effect? And it's not really, but canceling. I mean, that, that's future revenue, so that that probably played a part in it. Not the whole thing, probably not to this degree, but yeah, that matters. Yeah, because that's. That that's I mean, you pre-ordered it. That means you paid your money now for something that's coming, and they see that. So I mean, I know they do see that, and I will. I will be. I mean, I said last. I think the last time when we had the lightfall, you know, I just mm. didn't have the money at the time, and a lot of people don't have the money at the time to do the pre-orders. So it's like I'm going to wait till after Christmas. I'll have some money. I can then purchase it. Then I'm in no rush to get the pre-order bonuses. At the end of the day, well, the economy here in America is pretty rough too. So, like, it's hard to justify spending that much money on a video game. Like, if I told my wife, you know what, honey, I'm gonna go spend a hundred dollars on a Destiny video game, even though she knows it's for the podcast, she, in her words, cut my tongue off. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but at the end of the day, this is the only game that I do play, so there's no harm in that. If it's once a year that I'm laying out that cost, so right. Yeah, and, I mean, and that's and that's the thing around all of this is like you you know all your your projections are down and revenue is down, revenue is down everywhere. You know, to, to mm. everyone's point, <laughs> the economies are not great. People don't have money. They can't afford rent or groceries or healthcare. You know, video games are not really on the top of their list to spend. You know, they're you know that that's not where that's not where the money is going. Canceling a pre order. Is going to have a negative effect on the people that you are trying to support in that studio at this point in time. They're trying to kind of go well. Yeah, but they've also. So, so what do you do with it's, that dichotomy? Bungie has upset you by doing something it's, stupid to their but employees. It's not, it's, it's, not not hurt, it's not hurting the people that you you want to be hurting. I know that's you what sucks you, though, man. Yeah, you canceling a pre-order is not going to hurt the people you want to take your your feelings out. But why do you want what the thing is, why why do the, the why does the community so badly want to go after the people like Pete Parsons, Luke Smith? It doesn't make any sense because these are the people that they were only hailing back like a couple of months ago, uh, you know, as You've never amazing. Heard me uh, have you have you met gamers? Yeah, I know, but you know what yeah. I mean. It's have like, you met people? Yeah, we have very we have very short attention spans. Just like all the people going, you know, people you know both going to and calling the other people out for. Oh, you know, if you're screaming at Bungie right now, don't go run over to Fortnite because OG Fortnite's coming back because Epic just laid off what sixteen percent of their yeah. workforce. I mean, you know, some huge amount of people. It's like. This is, you know, people have a very short memory and a very short attention span. And, you know, at the end of the day, taking your money that you really even haven't given the company, because like canceling a pre-order is basically just reneging on a promise. You haven't given them any money yet. That money is still in your bank account until you get that thing. Whether oh, it's, is it? I thought they, yeah. I thought they charged you for it. Like immediately. No, no. No, uh, no, 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 we found no, this out no, before, no. didn't we? Yeah, no, 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 yeah. I mean, no, yeah, because that's, it's a promise to say. I will absolutely give you this money when you deliver me the final shape. But until you deliver me the final shape, that money stays in my bank account, which is why you have to remember that you've agreed to that money. (laughs) When that money comes out, you go, Oh, that's where that hundred dollars went. Right. 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 Yeah. So, I mean, you're you're not even hurting. You're, you're, you're hurting a line in a spreadsheet somewhere that says number of pre-orders. You're not taking money out of Bungie's pocket. You're not sticking it to the man. Like I know it feels good to do something, but this is not the something that, 
is going to make any difference. If anything, it's going to hurt the company and the people who are there more by going, now yeah. we're further off the revenue yeah, target. Yeah, but as consumers, the away. only thing we can do is is say our grievances with our dollar, well, right? Don't, don't purchase anything from the Eververse store. Do not spend silver. Do not go over the top yeah. in going, right, I'm going to purchase all these silly cosmetics, even though the cosmetic is amazing. You know, don't do it. That That's where they make a lot of their money. Of, of I haven't seen that since Godzilla. That yeah. was an amazing and, cosmetic. And, and and apparently the event passes. Like again, you know, yeah, credit to reporting to the to the duo we've been <laughs> crediting for the last hour of just saying you, you know you know like the thing you know like the event passes like for you know for the Halloween events and stuff they're like those actually sell pretty well. Those are you know, you know really well, for well, what? That's, well, well, I mean again, I mean I I'm again looking at reporting from Paul Tassie, Jason Trier about you know people they've talked to again you know this is all this is all a game of telephone this is all somebody told but somebody yeah, but who told somebody who told really somebody give you any, hold on well, it, does give, it does give that. you it gives people things yeah you yeah the, it they 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 do yeah it, it's for it's for a number of i mean yes they're all cosmetic things but if they're cosmetic things you want it's worth it to you like yeah. the, the ferrer Ferrer rocher ghost like that's part of the the event pass like if if yep. you want it you you pay to get the pass and get the things like, again, it's not, you know, in game loot. It is things to make you look pretty. And if you're like, that's the right thing that I want to make to me look pretty, you know, 10 bucks or whatever. If you've got the extra cash to buy it, you're going to buy it. You know, again, you know, this is all just reporting for people. Again, you know, we, we, I think of all, of all said, we don't really spend money on this game other than for the game. We're not buying all the, all the pretty things. I buy my stuff in bright dust. Yeah, you know, I think we're all through the same in that regard. You know, we are, you know, Bun- Bungie, I was thinking about this this morning. Bungie has done too good a job giving me things because um, many, many seasons ago. See, see, Bungie, you made me care a lot about Saint 14 and really identify <laughs> with Saint 14. And now I've got the Saint 14 ship and I've got the Saint 14 ghost and I've got the Saint 14 everything. I don't need other things. I mean, if you give me a Saint 14 sparrow, that's really like what I'm missing at this point. Like. You can give me seventy other other pretty I things, there is a but, I, but but I have what I want. Yeah, maybe it does. But the yeah. micro mini is, t- is too good. <laughs> but but like you know you know like you you know there's a thing with cosmetics where yeah there's when you find the one you like you just like right it. that's it yeah I'm, I'm I'm like you give me the the pretty thing. I mean I, I do un- understand and still appreciate you know this is not me saying let me buy things for real cash that make my game better. You know, let, let me go pay to win. Like, I'm not asking for that, but I'm I also mean, saying if if you're, if you're, you know, using, if that's how you can make money, I mean, Bungie has a problem to be fair. Like, you know, we called out World of Warcraft where you're paying a subscription to play that game every month. I'm paying a hundred dollars every couple of, you know, every couple of months, every year, whatever it is for the season pass. Yep. And that's the money I'm spending for the that's many, it. many hours I'm putting into this game. Like, I understand you've got a game to support. You need to make money somehow. Eververse is not the way to do it. You know, give me compelling things to do and I will go do it. You know, the dungeon pass, I like, again, people are upset about, but like, I sort of get from that regard. Like if you're not going to buy the season again, like I, you know, I buy the season pass going, I'm going to play this and I don't have to care what else you put out because I can play every part of this game. If I pay this money. Great. You can time. you can buy the dungeon pass There's, and not the season pass and not get the season content, but still get well, access to the dungeon, right? Right. Yeah. Well, okay. I, I mean, I think I think so, but but again, like like you know, I've paid my money for. I basically said, give me all of the game. Here's a hundred dollars. Give me all the game. Am right. I going to play all the game? 
Uh, maybe once like you know do i do i raid a lot Uh, do i dungeon a lot Uh, but that's i mean i've said i'm gonna pay for all the game one because i want to help support the game and two because i play the game a lot can i opt out of pvp and get a discount (laughs) (laughs) right yeah but but that's the thing it's like but there's you know if if the only other way and again i'm not i'm not like looking for ways to support bungie but if if i if you're saying you're not making enough money off me as a player which at the end of the day is the problem is going even Mm if you know, X, X percent of us, you know, all bought the season passes and, and whatever, you know, you know, there's a number somewhere Budgie says we need to make X number of dollars per per the, and, and need Y number of players to basically, you know, to break even to make this game financially make sense. And to make money, it needs to be different yeah. numbers like you're not making a lot of money off me. I know this like, but you've got to give me a reason other than pretty baubles to give you money if you want me to give you more money. What like, about a not- ghostly horse drawn carriage? I bought yeah. it for bright test. Yeah, bright yeah test. I, I didn't say right. Well, I think, it was like, like I bought it for bright test. Like again, like you know, you know, at the end of the day, your problem is you need to make more money off the people who play your game, or bring in new people to the game, or ideally both. You're you you don't have a way to make more money off us if we don't care about the Eververse store. So, and and the game is you know not having great PR. So getting new players to the game a little tricky. So, yeah. you know, what, what's, what's your plan? <laughs> you know, and I guess we're going to see what the plan is, but uh, I don't know. That was, that was me ranting and raving. And I, I totally woke up this morning going, you know, I, I've watched all of this all week and I've watched a lot of people's, you know, opinions and takes. I'm going, come on. It's going to be nice, nice and calm. And, and nope, turns out I have thoughts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's good, though, man, because like this is not OK. You know, if, if people were just OK with this, then then I would raise questions like, you know, why are you OK with this? Unless you're I mean, there's nothing wrong with with making money. I'm not trying to be anti-corporate or anything like that, because I am very much all about making that money. And I'm all about corporations making that money. But. If you're making that money, you should also be taking care of your employees so they can continue to make you money. You know, yeah, they're the reason you have the money to begin sometimes with. Sometimes you can't keep your hands just won't close round your employees. You can't keep them all. You have to let some of them go. Uh, I mean, I don't know about the have to. The only reason you have to is if, like, you know, you're hemorrhaging money or something like that, right? Like, you physically cannot afford them, right? Well, if your CEO I mean, is only making. Twelve million dollars instead of fifteen million dollars. I don't see that as a reason to lay off people. Sorry. Well, if you missed your revenue target by forty-five percent, I'm not going to say it's hemorrhaging money, but it's certainly not good. Yeah, fair enough. But even though you've lost the forty-five percent, do you still have enough to keep the company afloat? That's the thing, right? Well, they oh, they we did say. They did say that if they hadn't partnered with Sony, this would have been a completely different kind of conversation with them still being an indie studio. Uh-huh. Yes. So yeah, it could have yeah. potentially put them out of business. But then again, right. th- th- that's the, would they have then projected like to be right. that amount out of pocket before? Yeah. Yeah. Do- does that change that math on revenue and what we need and what we want? And yeah. Because, I mean, lots of businesses do that. They kind of inflate their numbers so that that when they get bought out, somebody pays a lot more for them. It's like, did they do that? Did they kind of inflate the numbers to kind of go, hey, look, we're amazing over here. Buy us, buy us. It's like, I don't know. I don't know whether it would have been better. Three-fourths of us are bots, but hey, we're we're a great advertising company. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know whether it would have been better for them to stay uh, like as an indie studio, go with Microsoft, go with Sony. You know, we only know what's happened now that they've gone with Sony and yeah. the promises that they were given to start off with that they wouldn't have redundancies. And, you know, what what was the kind of caveat to that? Do we know that, you know, if Pete Parsons hasn't given up some of his um, his paycheck to keep other no, members of staff on? We don't know anything. We don't know. Says. You know, yeah. we, we, we can say that like the well, DCP said, you know, the Nintendo guy, you know, took a pay cut to keep things going. We don't know what the high-ups have actually done to keep the, the studio on track and keep, like, the core people that they wanted to keep. You know, that if a difficult decision had to be made, they had to make that decision and they let some people go. And it, it sucks. It really does. But we don't know the full story. We only know the little bits that people have kind of come out and told us from, you know, Jason Schreier and, and Paul Tassie and, and other content creators that have had permission to kind of speak on behalf of the, the people that have been let go. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and sort of that point, I mean, I did see again, Paul Tassie, you know, He's on one of his late, more recent stories, you know, update post publication. Bungie responded by saying that CEO P. Parsons and some other executives previously forfeited annual bonuses before the layoffs, but staff was not informed of this happened until yesterday. The sum total of the bonuses given up is not clear. So, I mean, this, I mean, know, this was reported, this was reported as of November 3rd, so as of Friday. So, yeah. you know, I mean, giving up your annual bonus, good for you. You should, because you shouldn't be getting annual bonus if your game missed yeah, its revenue yeah, by 45%. So, so I mean, I mean, and this is now don't now to be clear, this is not me jumping to the defense of the CEOs and the higher, like this is not me going, Hey guys, look, it's hard for them too. No, that is absolutely not what I'm saying. No, it's this not is, hard this, for them. This, this is absolutely just me reporting yeah. what is being reported. That's it. Like, this is not me trying to say, Oh, you're defending them. No, absolutely not. If your game is doing this poorly, you should be your your compensation should reflect not this. exist. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> they should not be going, oh, we we forf there shouldn't be a forfeiting a bonus. There sh- it should be the company saying, you know, you'd saying to yourself, I do not get this. My contract does not say I would re- I get a bonus if we're doing this poorly. Hmm. Incentive based oh, And the other thing with the other thing with the the other thing yeah. with the guys that are in charge, like Luke Smith and Pete Parsons, is they've brought Bungie through bad times and good times. So yeah. they've seen both sides of. Wait, we've how, had good times and Bungie. Hold on. We ha- what? Yes. <laughs> so it's been nine years. Don't act like we. If haven't. if it was constant, if it was constant bad, 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 then there would be a difficult conversation for Pete to have with have the board game. of directors and Sony and everybody else. No, but they would go, right, we're bringing in somebody else. You cannot, obviously you cannot handle this. You know, this is a bad time for Bungie. And hopefully if they can bring it back around, he'll be held as a savior and, you know, they they can reemploy people mm-hmm. and X, Y, Z, you know, and this will be a kind of a bad mark in destiny's history, but they'll kind of hopefully, yeah, recover from it. It's just we have very short memories, like like we talk about all the time. We're we're in the cycle of of up and down, and Bungie's doomed. Bungie's the savior. Like I, I'm I'm really hoping in a couple of months, year, whatever it is, that we're sitting here and going, you know, things are in a good spot. The final shape is enjoyable. Like you know, the game is good. Like you know, the company is feeling successful. But who? I mean, who knows? Who knows what it's hmm. going to be? I mean, it's. There have been so many questions swirling around what happens to this game and the episodes you know, once the 10-year light and dark saga ends. And I mean, I think I mean I, I think a lot of this is co- sort of coinciding at 
you know, Dado and other folks stepping away going, you know, hey, after 10 years, I'm going to take a break. I'm really tired. You know, after 10 yeah. years of covering this game day in and day out, not taking time away, not taking vacations. You know, Grenade or oh, Jake I'm, saying, I'm sorry that saying, we made hey, you filthy you know, rich. My bad. <laughs> yeah, but still, though, that's it's like you can't discredit the work. You yeah. know, making money or not, you can't discredit the work these people have done. And I think a lot of people are saying, you know, I've I've stuck around this long. This is this is a logical time for me to step away. So I mean, if Bungie if Bungie needs numbers to go up, numbers are going to go down. Even even by loyal people who still enjoy the game, going, it's it's time to take a little break. You know, I've, yeah, I've been mean, with that, you that since the beginning of D one, beginning of D two. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is just sort of a, you know, you promised us 10 years. We're, we're practically there, you know, 2014 to 2024. That's a good run. You know, if, if people are saying I'm, I'm kind of done, I'm kind of over it. You know, the game is on its face, not in a good spot. What are you talking about? People have been saying they were done for the last 10 years. And there's been 19 destiny killers and. <laughs> well, 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 no, right. But, but I mean, like you know, people again, who, who are committed, who are here, who are not just going, Oh, I'm going to go play the next Destiny killer thing, and then they come crawling back. I mean, I see people, you know, people who again have have built their lives, have built their careers around this game. Going, this seems like a good time to, to step away, and that's just going to at this point exacerbate the problems with with yeah, revenue and everything. They else. have a community that followed them that might actually leave as well, and it's like yep. it has a it has a knock on effect. It's an interesting situation. I'll give them that. I I, I want to see how they bounce back because. This 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 next this next pass this next game this next step is gonna it's gonna matter. A lot of eyes are gonna be on them about what they do next after all these. Which is why I said they're gonna you know take their time in responding and telling us if Final Shape is delayed and any kind of if we do get a reason anything behind that. So no, I mean even if it is delayed, that's what I'm saying. If, if they delay it, which they should, honestly. Um, if they delay it, it better be damn good. The weapons, the storyline, the music. I mean, this better be an experience after what's what's going on well, right I now. I don't think they need you to say that. I think they know that. That's why they... You would think they would know a lot of things, like not well, limiting vault space, for well, example. In their path going forward, they do say that they've put Forsaken, Witch Queen, and the Taken King up there as their, their standard bearers to kind of see how how it you know compares to the final shape and if it doesn't like forsaken cade died that's a stupid expansion no but i mean it was a lot more that was there that was not just that it doesn't matter it was a lot (laughs) that's the most important part man there was a lot to the taking king Uh, as well you know kids coming back so moot point i'm not sure about I'm not sure about the Witch Queen being kind of put up there with the other two. I, I would have said Forsaken and the Taken King were really good for Destiny. I mean, Witch Queen was a good expansion, but I think I think even on the last word they were saying it's it, it was good, but it wasn't replayable like the other two were. I mean, Taken King, it was, it we were constantly going back moment. to the Dreadnought. With, with it, it, it was good we by comparison. Yeah, yeah, we were going yeah, to, to the what was coming out. Yeah, the, the story was good. I- yeah, no, 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 no that, that, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah you know? Yeah. I, mean, I mean, again, at the time when it came out, it was good. People were enjoying it. It wasn't, you know, you know, it, it's, it's, it's easy and hard to look back at these things with, you know, rose or poop covered glasses going, no, it was always terrible. It's always been bad. And I know we, we as gamers and out of a community tend to either be 
all in or all out. Like yeah. again, destiny is either amazing and they've saved the day or destiny is literally unplayable. One star. Like, like there's not a lot of nuance mm-hmm. in, you know, in coverage in takes and whatever. Now, again, this is also social media and driving eyeballs and engagement, whatever, whatever. But yeah, there's not a lot of, you know, measured takes. So, I mean, to your point, I demon, I, I like, I'm kind of gl- as much as it would be nice to know what the delays are. If there are delays, I mean, I, I mean, it sounds like yeah. again, in some of the reporting, like like seeing what they've told the public before they told the developers. Like, there's a report going around of you know they 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 had told the you know hey we're bringing in-game LFG to the game. They told us before they told the people building it. <laughs> which Did which they you, really? you, that's I, I, I mean that. I mean I mean again I mean take this you know take it with a grain of salt. This is all. This is this entire episode and this entire week has been one big game of telephone. Somebody told somebody who told somebody who told somebody. Yep. So, like, again, you know, obviously. right? Yeah. So, yeah. So again, you know, I can I tell you this exactly? No, I have no way to know. But that's what's being reported is you know they've told things to the to the community and the public. Yeah. Before they told the people building it, and apparently LFG is is a very tricky thing to build. So it's, it's taken longer than they thought. One one of the times that I got made redundant, I, I was work. I was I was quite young. I was working. Why in a do you keep shop. saying that? Do you just not like the word fired? I'm just no, I'm I, just curious. I, I was made redundant. Right. I wasn't fired. I was made redundant. The what only mean? you lost your job, right? You were fired. No, I wasn't fired. You get what fired for for gross misconduct and things like that. But listen, I've been uh... fired and I've been made redundant, and you know, and I've. I've been paid off to leave as well, but that's not the case. Multiple the, times, multiple which is times in its own right. Well, which is nice. Yeah. I'm amazing, but he was he was not fired for cause, is what he's saying. He was, yeah, he, was yeah, he was fired he was fired for a reason other than job performance. Okay, I, I was you. working for a well known bookstore over in this over on this side of the Definitely pond. Not Barnes and Noble. Yep, gotcha. No, no, it wasn't Barnes and Noble, but it it, it was a, a discount bookstore chain. Anyway. I was working as a deputy manager. My manager, you know, we working quite happily. One day we I opened up the shop and there's a to let sign on the store door. To let? To let. The 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 building to let. And Oh, we, oh, close. We, oh, we 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 called called up the, the regional <laughs> manager and, um why is our building being to let? And they were like Oh yeah, about that. We were going to tell you about that. Um, we're going to have to let you go because we can't afford to keep the building open. Um, you can have your job. You can have your job if you move fifty miles away to the next nearest. It was like, uh, what? You it's don't like, have to stay. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Did yeah, that yeah. really happen for real? Within, within a week, we we shut uh, down. Wow. That. No, again, we, we were going to tell you. Yeah, we were going to tell. You. And again, I was young. I wasn't in a union or anything. I was, you know, just out of like college yeah, just, and just need, uh, needed a job at the time. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do this. And we'd been working there for like a, a good year or so. And um, yeah, it's like a toilet sign went up on the side of the building, and we were like, ah, okay. So are we it's moving? Not like they're selling the cappuccino machine. They're selling the building. Oh, we're going to let you know. <laughs> so, so this is new, which which brings up another another important point in in our our ongoing episode about work and culture and life. Right. Uh, don't don't necessarily assume bad intentions when sheer incompetence could be the reason. Don't assume oh somebody God. somebody has it out for you or someone's you know trying to do you in or screw you over. They could just be really bad at their job. They could just be an idiot. <laughs> and and. Again, in my in my lived experience, uh, I won't credit, you know, I won't say what, you know, 
all of our experiences are different. More often than not, it, it's bad things didn't happen because someone had a plan to make it bad. Somebody oh, screwed up. That's when you so, that. I would somebody, say more often than not, the idiots that you're referring to are the ones in charge. Well, <laughs> right. I mean, that that's sort of its own thing. But you know, d- don't assume that the people at the top are are negligent and evil. They could just be bad at what they do. To yeah. to, to to the story you and know, I even told earlier about you know the the CEO coming in and making the company great, and then the company going under. It's like, well, obviously you made the company great in the short term. You yeah. got paid, and then screwed over everybody else. That that Doesn't thing that you posted what was you do. amazing. By the way. The thing that you posted, like, hits the nail on the head, like, yes, we may have destroyed the world, but for a brief shining moment, we made a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that, that, is, that is my, my long favorite uh, comic of, yeah, you know, you know, we may have destroyed the world, but for a brief shining moment, we can create, create incredible shareholder value. Yeah, that, that's what it said, yeah. Yeah, because again, it's, it all comes down to shareholder value. It does. If, if we can make the shareholder value, it doesn't matter if the company's valuable. If the shareholder, I mean, it's why it's why you see anytime you, know, oh, we laid off twenty thousand people. Oh, the stock price is up eight percent. Everyone loved that. It's like, yeah, but you know, people have to have to work at that company, right? Like they they make mm-hmm. a thing. Like it, it it's so perverse seeing you know the stock price versus the actual human cost of things going. This is not aligned. Yeah, and but like you said, been. stock cost only matters when you cash it in. Well, well, no, no. I mean, stock costs is, I mean, that's, that's what leadership is being graded on. Basically yeah. there, you know, you know, Bungie leadership is saying make stock price go up. And if it doesn't go up, then Bungie, you need to make more money. You need mm-hmm. to cut staff so we can make number go up. You know, it's stock is one thing if you own it as the, as the, you know, employee or whatever, but it's also, that's the grade that's being used to judge CEOs and management at, you know, insert any name of any number of public companies here. Like that's, mm. that's the metric. It's not, is your game good? It's not, did you make a bunch of money? It's how's the stock doing? Did the shareholders like what you're up to? Which sometimes it gives you a good video game. Sometimes it doesn't. So continuing with our path forward, uh, just so I quickly go over this. So in the weeks ahead, you'll be hearing more from us about what's next on the short term horizon. And then beginning with our next season in late November, afterwards, they'll be beginning to unpack our team's bigger, bolder and brighter vision for the final shape. So we probably won't hear anything until after the the new season drops then, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Focus on season 23 and then tell us how long it's going to be. The the new season that is possibly delayed drops. (laughs) No, no. The new new and final only season, season 23. Drops. Yeah, yeah. No, season twenty three, as far as we know, is dropping on time. It's just, is that going to be a four month season? Is it going to be a seven month season? How long is that season going to be? Remains the open question. Because our next season is when our, you know, that will be season twenty three is the last season of Destiny. Hmm. The next thing is going to be at least at this point the episodes and the final shape. Uh, like, this is the last a season. season. God damn it! That pistol. Well, it's still well, a season. It's no, not no, no, it's not. They're, they're, I mean, they're very much saying this is not going to be the same thing. They're not making the same commitments on what we're going to get. It's not like you're getting the same experience, activity, whatever, you know, season over season, which I kind of feel like we've been saying forever. Do do less short time stuff. Nobody wants it. You're spending all your time on something that's going to go away in a couple months. So, oh, so an episode is going to be more long term, a bigger chapter kind of thing. 
okay. Well, yeah. that that would be better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, okay. like for instance, I mean, I think they've only said like, like you know it's three in a year and not four in a year, so automatically it's just less to worry about. And when it's and, and now again, you know, I'm it doesn't even feel relevant to talk about what they've said in the past because what they're going to say is whatever it's going to be. So I mean. At this point, it just sort of feels like we'll wait and see. Otherwise, we'll make Night Demon very upset because he'll tell you all the good information, and then oh. it'll turn out that they've changed don't, it all. So don't don't even get me started on that. So while we're here, can I give you my three minute rundown? Don't even get me started, but I'm going to get started. No, no, no. Okay, while we're here, can I give you my three minute rundown of what's happening next week? I mean, you're the leader. You tell us. Absolutely. Will it actually happen? Stay tuned. This is your weekly rundown of Season 22, Week 12, Season of the Witch. The Dreaming City this week is at a strong curse level, which means Petrovenge can be found in Rhea Sylvia and has the Dark Monastery mission for the next week. The Blind World features Taken Enemies and the Plague, Inamina. The Ascendant Challenge this week will be Ouroboros, which can be located within the Affiliate's Rest Lost Sector. On the Moon, the weekly story mission is in the Deep. The Trove Guardian and the Wandering Nightmare, Jax, Claws of Zebra Wrath, are both located in the Hellmouth. Nightmare Hunts, Krota, Despair, Fogoth, Fear, and Ghoul, Rage. On Europa this week, Paraxis, the Technocrat, will be the Empire Hunt, Cadmus Ridge will be the Eclipse Zone, and the Exo Challenge will be Safeguard. Dares of Eternity Legendary Rounds are Hive, Fallen, and Valister Arc. The Scatterhorn Armor Set and the Wild Hunt Armor Set will be available in Dares of Eternity with Weapon Set 1. Arsenic Bite 4B, Blast Batu, Corsair's Wrath, Deafening Whisper, Dark Promise, Enigma's Draw, Escape Velocity, Giant 7 Rifle, Friction Fire, Royal Chase, True Prophecy, and Timelines Vertex. The Witch Queen Weekly Story Mission is The Ritual, Altar of Reflections Catalyst, and Altar of Reflections Pact. The Lightfall Weekly Mission is Downfall, the Partition Mission will be Hard Reset, and the Vex Incursion this week will be Liming Harbor. The Crota's End Raid Chance this week is the fourth encounter, Crota, Son of Oryx, called All for One. The Root of Nightmares Raid Chance this week is the first encounter, Cataclysm, called Illuminated Torment. The King's Hall Raid Chance this week is the fifth encounter, Oryx, called Hands Off. The Vault of Glass Chance this week is the first encounter, Confluxes, called Wait For It. The Deep Zone Crypt Chance this week is the fourth encounter, Tanix, called The Core Four. The Garden of Salvation Chance this week is the fourth encounter, Sanctified Mind, called Zero to One Hundred. And the Last Wish Challenge this week is the fifth encounter, Riven, called Strength of Memory. Your pinnacle raid will be the Vow the Disciple over on the Throne World, which means all challenges will be available for each encounter, with the Exotic Pulse Rifle Collective Obligation being farmable from the final boss. The pinnacle dungeon will be the Grasp of Avarice over on the Cosmodrome, and the Exotic Mission Rotator will be Operation Ceres Shield, with the Revision Zero Exotic Pulse Rifle being the main reward. The Season of the Ceres Weapon Set, and Icalus Weapon Set, with the Warman's Avatar Armor Set. Lost Sectors, Tuesday, Sepulchre on the Throne World for Exotic Helmets. Wednesday, Extraction on the Throne World for Exotic Boots. Thursday, Metamorphosis on the Throne World for Exotic Gauntlets. Friday, K1 Revelations on the Moon for Exotic Chests. Saturday, K1 Communion on the Moon for Exotic Helmets. Sunday, K1 Crew Quarters on the Moon for Exotic Boots. And Monday, Concealed Void on Europa for Exotic Gauntlets. Our 12th featured Nightfall of the Season was Sea of against Dark Blade Kelgroth, Risen from Bone in the Highest Battlegrounds Mars, with the Priastian X4 bow being the featured weapon. Lord Jackswing's team scorched the Crucible for the 12th week of the season, Supremacy in the Relentless Crucible playlist and Relic in Crucible Labs, with double XP Trials of Osiris at the weekend. Also, don't forget to start collecting all of your Season of the Witch Pass items and your reward track items and engrams from the Tower Vendors before the end of the season. Plus, you can start holding those bounties to get a leg up on XP and artifact progression for next season. And that's it for week 12 of Season of the Witch. Guardian down. 
So yeah, going yeah. going back to what I just I was just about to go into a little rant. So do it. I know I said it last week, and I, I did praise Bungie for coming out and saying, you know, thank you for putting back in what the double XP is going to be, because this upcoming week is going to be double XP for trials, which is quite nice if you missed out on some trial stuff. But what I was upset about is them telling us that we were going to have Relic back. Has anybody seen Relic yet? No, because they really? keep really check, the make, control in the P- Crucible the, Labs. The PvP Strike Team is going to come back next week, and, go, <laughs> and they're going to tell us. No, they're going to tell us all about it. It was meant to be Did relic for the last stroke. I they're going to come back and tell us they'll be they'll be back they're, they're going to tell us well when are they going to tell us who knows it's Will annoying. They talk about it next week probably it's annoying because you you make a video telling people what bungie told you say relic will be up this week this week this week and this week and relic isn't mm-hmm. up this week this week and this week and this week and it's like uh, You've got me sighing. That's what you've got me doing now, Bungie. <laughs> well, that's not hard to do. I've been doing that for years. Mm. <laughs> so we did have an update, 7.2.5.2, on October 31st. So it changed uh-huh. a few things in the game, didn't it, Proti? I, I suppose it did. Honestly, <laughs> this week I'd forgotten all about it. <laughs> Well, in Crucible, they fixed an issue where players who reached Ascendant rank in competitive were unable to claim the Adept Guardian Spec Triumph. So now you can claim it. Yay! The player's journey that now Mm -hmm. allows players to access the Plunge, Dive Tank, and complete the Season of the Witch quests if they have not completed Season of the Deep quests. Because that was bugged for a few weeks. There you go. It's been broken like all season. Or well, now it's season. fixed. Yeah. That's the end of the season. Congratulations. No, no it's the mid-season respawn. We just had the mid-season patch. We're in mid-season, just like we have oh. armor and expressions for your gameplay and investment. There was an issue where the Festival Lost Universal Ornament Sense sets the Hunter you know, and the Titan were not animating correctly on the inspecting streams. Mm-hmm. So now if you inspect them until Tuesday, it'll work. You know, so important for the last week to know what 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 kind of wiggles and, and movement it's going to make. Uh, the worm and the wiggle worm emote would disappear partway through the emote, so you would just have a wiggle and no worm. Very disappointing. Now it's back. The Lord of the Wolves dealing too much damage when aiming down sights. That's been fixed. Damn it! We can't let the Lord of the Wolves. I told you. Well, I didn't tell you. I, a Lucky Tempe told you about two two or three weeks ago, and I put a video out there saying that Lucky Tempe is telling people about this. I used it. It was doing really well. It was back to kind of pre-nerf. Obviously, it was it was a bug. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, they fixed an issue where the Icarus Dash description string was missing the additional functionality after update six one zero two. So they've you know fixed it so it reads the right thing now. And uh, they've taken away the Lycan's Meyer shell, the Winchester Ruin Sparrow, and the Boo emote from the Eververse store. Why what? we don't know. We but do they've know been why. taken away. Why? Tell why? me why. I will tell, tell you why. Because they're in the free stuff that you can get from Amazon Prime. Ah, that's right. I do remember them saying something, something Amazon Prime drop bundles, but I didn't remember I know, that. Like, yeah, I, I, when, I, when we read the Amazon Prime stuff, I was thinking, I've seen that in the ever. Uh, so <laughs> I can still purchase it for sale, which is uh, understandable. You know, why, why shouldn't you be able to purchase it? Revenue. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you make a valid point. You could pay $120 for it 
Or you could pay, you know, some yeah, $5 or whatever. Yeah. Well, I was saying, no, I mean, $120 is the Amazon Prime. You know, you could pay $100 plus yep. for Amazon, or you could buy it, you know, piecemeal. But, you know, but we got to have our FOMO. FOMO is important. Got to get those, got to get those bundles and all those things. And now, granted, I say this as a person who picks up each and every one of them and then put them in my inventory and then never think about them again. Yes. But they're there if you want them. them. That's important. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So can I give you my one Destiny video that I found this week? Or Yeah, I found this week, but it's two weeks old. They came out two weeks ago? Yeah. That's a good one. 27 Unwritten Rules of Destiny 2 from Patagates Gaming. Uh, (laughs) Ooh. Uh, Remember that one that says what your Destiny character says about you? Remember those videos? Mm -hmm. Those Mm -hmm. are funny. We should repost those since there's nothing else to post. (laughs) If you play Hunter, you're a highly intelligent and noble person. If you play Titan, your diet consists mainly of crayons and cookies. Well, well, saying that, we did have like a a homework assignment that I assigned you guys last week. Have you done your homework assignment? Is it ready to be turned in today? Um, I have no recollection of this at all. I I was going to say the same thing. Oh my god! See, I normally have a recollection, but I legitimately have well, I thought, no yeah, clue what you're talking because about. Because there's been so much stuff this week, I would have thought it's nobody's so mind's been on on putting a build together. You remember you were going to do the Titan, I was going to do Warlock, he was going to do Hunter. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I I can tell you what build I'm using that I ripped <laughs> off from insert creator here, but yeah, no, I I absolutely did not uh, remember that in the slightest. Well, no, I mean, I can tell them the one that I created on my own, but you know, Calvin will be very upset. He will with be you, with, with you guys. Calvin. Like, and now, and now we're now we're all going to be liars, not just you. Yeah, Calvin <laughs> this week sent a lovely email. Respawn, I appreciate the effort, and if this doesn't get to you, it's the thought that counts. Night Demon, you are a gentleman and a liar, and I would like Parody and Respawn to share your lies with the people so that they know who they're working with. Okay. I'm a liar. I like where this is going. Continue. That's it. He, I, I don't know what I've lied about. I'm going to assume I'm going to assume it's you told him it was going to be, you know, double XP, double drop weekend. Or, or, <laughs> or I'm assuming it's something that Bungie, Bungie told us A and it was actually Z. But yeah, maybe, I'm not maybe sure. it was to do with the builds because maybe. I think I said last week that, you know, sometimes we've gone over different builds and we, I genuinely think. Well, I genuinely know that we have, we've spoken about different weapons that we like to run, different builds that we like to run. We yeah. may have kind of gone, right, we like this build that Mano Destra's put together or Plunder the Booty or sure. uh, Crispy Bacon. All these people have kind of, I mean, we don't make the videos ourselves to say, like, do this build. I tried. I tried. Yeah, I tried. I you. you never, yes. never put them on my guys. I tried. There was an I'm issue here, with yours. I'm anyway. here to turn my brain off and say, you you who actually know and remember what all these perks do together, you tell me what to do, and then I'll stick those into D2 Armor Picker, figure out how to get the most numbers to 100, and I mean, roll with that. If, there if, you go. <laughs> I mean, Respawn, on many occasions, has taken like has taken a build that Astrocross has put out there in video uh-huh. form and gone, right, I'm going to make this different and better because I'm going to run it with this. And he's told you about it on the show. I've done oh, that. Yeah. Parody's done that. We've all done that. So I'm I'm not sure why I'm being called a liar. Have you listened to all 249 other episodes <laughs> to get your facts straight, Calvin? Or am I just a liar? Yeah. We're going to need an accounting of the liars. Yes. 
I need my yeah. lies <laughs> written down and emailed to me so that I know what I've lied about, so that I can counter lie and say so that maybe I just edited it out. So many good builds too, man. Like how, you PVE, PVP. What 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 freaking uh, class you play? You know what what you like to play as far as like you know subclasses and things like that, man. I mean, there's. Oh, I mean, like uh, right there, now, right now, I'm, I'm a Beyblade master right now. Like I'm loving the whole just spamming Beyblades all over the map, dude. Just letting them do their thing. You know, it's not the most powerful build in the game, but it takes care of a lot of the ads that I don't have to worry about, so I can focus on a boss. You know, it's it's it's, it's fun to play. You know. And for those of us who don't know what a Beyblade is, which build, what are you referring to in the game? <laughs> so Strand, the hunters were the only ones that didn't get an invincibility buff, right? We got a we got a Beyblade in the in the form of Whirling Maelstrom. So what that does is it it uh, destroying a tangle will weave a violent writhing mass of strand fibers, and the strand mass seeks out and damages targets, emitting unraveling projectiles when it defeats them. So what happens is you, you kill something with strand abilities or strand gun, right? The whole build revolves around abilities or guns. Just if you get a strand kill you create uh, the little ball of threads, right? Now, you can pick up the ball of threads and throw it. You can shoot the ball of threads with a strand. And I found out earlier, just like uh, like a kinetic bow will also make the Beyblade, even though it doesn't state that, right? So um, when I shot it with a kinetic bow, I was also making the Beyblades. So the whole thing revolves around a bunch of strand stuff and a bunch of Beyblades all over the map, because you can have more than one at a time, right? And another really cool thing is because it's the ball that you throw, even after you've thrown it and it becomes the Beyblade, you can still latch onto it and tether to it and and fly all around the map by tethering these whirling maelstroms. So it's it's a lot of fun. It gives you a lot of mobility and it gives you a ton of ad clear because these balls will seek out and destroy ads. And when you don't have any ads, you throw it at the boss and it does consistent boss damage while you're also shooting them. It's a very cool. I like it a lot, you know, and it also gives me the excuse, if you want to, to use the, the, the Quicksilver Storm, which, as we all know, is probably the best gun in the game. Full stop. Was the, re was the reason to pre-order Lifefall. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that right there, you know, like Parody said, that is a great gun. It has held the test of time, despite the fact that it's been touched a few times by Bungie and it's known no places, and it's still a great gun, you know? And the new one, although it's not bad, having a grenade launcher that has an infinite magazine is a great idea, but they've nerfed the damage to compensate for your lack of having to reload. Now, had they not done that and just left it with grenade or damage and not having to reload, that would be amazing. And yes, it does go with the new Hunter Exotic. And if you kill things with that, you make little butterflies with the new Hunter Arm Exotic called something that I don't remember right now because I don't have it on me. Um, and you make pretty little butterflies that go boom or heal you, depending on how close you are, right? Uh, but yeah, the Quicksilver Storm was an amazing weapon, right? The one that they're giving us for the next expansion where you feed it a grenade and it shoots one powerful projectile I don't think that's a great gun. When it was bugged and you could just keep feeding the grenades, that was cool. But it's not its not a whole incentive. That's why I haven't pre-ordered it. When I saw the Quicksilver Storm, I bought it immediately and haven't put it down since. That is a good quality weapon. And that's what they 100%. need to do from this point forward. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the point. Yeah, I'm glad we got to that I wanted to touch on when we were talking about the pre-order stuff. I, I, for the most part, don't 
really care about pre-order bonuses unless it's a really, you know, again, and everybody wants, everybody has their own weapon type. Everyone has their own thing. You're going to give me an amazing auto rifle that shoots grenades randomly that ran that, that track and seek. Like that's an amazing weapon. And, and at that point it was, it was pre strand. Like that was sort of the taste of like, you know, if, if that's my first look at what Lightfall's going to be here, here's your first little taste of it. That's a good taste. I'm coming back for more of that tapas. Mm-hmm. I am, I am all in. Give me more of those lovely plates. I will eat that up all day. <laughs> the, yeah. The, the one, the, the one for final shape, which I can't remember the name of. I saw and I said, yeah, it seems fine. But like, it just wasn't interesting to me at all. And again, I'm sure there's some people out there going, no, oh my God, no, it's amazing. I love this weapon. I use it every single day. It's, it's my Quicksilver Storm. But like, you know, that, and that's part of the, you know, that's part of, you know, the cosmetic and everything else thing is you've got to give me something that I want, you know, as, as we talked about, you know, Ascendant Nomad making the video going weapons are kind of boring. Who cares? We get 320 of them a season. They don't stand out. Like you want me to buy things. You want to get me excited. You want me to play the game. Give me something to play. Yeah. I mean, that's a great gun, right? And normally I'm not about recreating guns that already exist, right? But let's say, for example, you had a strand heavy machine gun, right? Yep, done. Mm-hmm. Got one. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And instead of shooting little mini rockets, like, well, in addition to shooting little mini rockets like this gun does, instead of you having to reload to shoot three grenades, you reloaded to shoot, I don't know, three actual rockets, three heavy rockets you know that even though it's basically a copy paste of the quicksilver storm but hopefully i, I don't know who you think you are i do not think who you think you are you are not a developer i know but i tell you what if that was the weapon for the next season i'd have pre-ordered that bad boy a long time ago <laughs> and i'll tell you what what might have got people more in excited about kind of doing or getting a pre-order is when I used to pre-order like the Gears of War games, they used to give you like weapon skins. Now these weapon skins would like glow with flames on it. You imagine having something like that with fire. You could put a fire memento on any weapon in this game. You would have people like going out there, like they had rainbow colored ones, lightning effects on the side of the guns proper. You, you'd actually see it in game. Not like you put a, a shader on, you can't really see it because the guns are in front of you. You would actually still be able to you see these. You already seen a rocket that shits out a rainbow instead of fire. <laughs> no, but uh, fun things like that in pvp would have been really good like yeah. or maybe an amazing kind of um uh armor set you know why not an ornament set that makes you look like zavala you know uh, an older version like a yeah an older version of zavala like a battle-worn yeah. uniform make people people would probably pay to look like their npcs imagine if you could have final shape coming up pre-order bonus you could look like Cade. you'd be all over that Oh hell yes! Exactly. If if they made like a battle hardened, like forsaken, scarred uh, Cade, all the hunters in the Crucible would be rocking it. And all they need to do, but like if you could be Cade as a hunter, if you could be Shax as a Titan, exactly things like that get people interested in doing pre-orders. It's not they don't need to give us another exotic weapon. It's Things that make the game fun make you stand out. It's always been about dressing. No, 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 hold on, hold on. I agree with you until you said they don't have to give it a sense. They, they, they don't have to give it a sense. Weapon. 
But they having don't. something else on no, top of that would don't. be nice. They don't. They, they don't. I mean, how many exotics do we have that just don't get used or get used for a hot minute and then well, because they, they take away the exotic nature of it. That's why. Leave it exotic, dude. You only get one in the slot. Let it be broken. No. I'm so tired of exotic weapons. I mean, I, I pre-ordered Gears 5 and I got like a Terminator skin. Had nothing to do with the game, but I, okay. I could be a Terminator in like the PvP uh, or the, like, any kind of... Or the PVE side of it, if I was doing like the uh, like the um, horde modes and things like that, it's like fun things. I could I could be the Terminator, or I could be Sarah Connor, or I could be the new one or the new Terminator. It's like fun things like that. I mean, I'm not saying hitch your wagon to another franchise, but make your franchise stand out. If if you want yeah. people to, like I said, be Zavala, be Cade, be Ikora. They, I don't I'm know sure. about Zavala, but I see if I see Shacks in PVP, I'm dipping out. I'm playing a different game. I'm sorry. I mean, the Iron Lord <laughs> armor set. The Iron, <laughs> the Iron Lord armor set that, you know, uh, Saladin wears, or th- even the one that Lady Ephrodite wore, if you've got a, a female version. You know, th- they they could have done things like this to kind of still tap into the old parts of Destiny that we all... was a Titan? Just curiosity. Sorry? Wasn't Ephrodite a Titan? Uh, I can't remember. I think she you was. can. I think you can still matter. go. Yeah, no, you can't go back to the old terms here. No, but yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like fun things yeah. like that. Do you, you don't need there, to give me exotics. There's an entire world of story. I'm like, and and this this at the end of the day is the biggest sadness I have for all of this. Mm. I I have talked for a long time now about you know TV shows, movies, storytelling in the Destiny community. I was talking with Noble a little bit this week about. You know, you have this lore. You have a decade of stories. You have all these great characters. Mm-hmm. Tell me stories with them. If if I can't live out my fantasy of being them, you know, dressing up like my, you know, if I can't be Saint Fourteen roaming around, if I can't be Zavala, or if Shin I can't be these characters, oh, right, why exactly. can't you? Why can't you? Why can't you dress as Shin Malfo? Why can't you right. dress as the Saint Fourteen? Why can you not? look like the same like the npcs i mean you're not going to be the npc but you know it'll be fun to dress up like them in game absolutely how many times halloween event that they missed a whole dude to give us one of their costumes for halloween aside from just a no, not even a costume just wear proper ornaments for That's what uh, i mean yeah, yeah ornaments is what i meant but yeah you know i was thinking halloween costumes but yeah ornaments dude you know, absolutely. That would be the one time of the year that that would get people to buy the Halloween stuff. Oh, congratulations! You get to wear the paper mache mask to make you look like the drifter, Listen, or right? you can be uh, Shin Malfur. That, that's <laughs> that's the other thing is that when when, when like Gears, I, I'm referencing Gears because I, I used to like playing. I still like playing Gears, but you can have skins of your heroes in the game as zombies, like the proper like f- flesh ripped off and uh, their uh, uniforms torn. But you, you know, you can purchase via in-game stuff to get those for like, and they bought those out during Halloween. It's like, and even the in-game you were talking about the, the 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 battle royale that you mentioned earlier, right? Fortnite. You, you can be, yeah, you can be Goku in that thing. You can be. Oh yeah, I mean, like, but yeah, I'm not saying go go as far as that. But I'm saying the, the like like parody was saying that you've got all these characters from the myths and legends and the like the the lore of Destiny design somebody that you know this is what dredge and jaws um a battle armor used to be you know or mm. yeah just and and make it kind of or yeah make it look like for titan warlock and hunter you know this is what he he wore 
and you know we we've modified it to look like a titan warlock or a hunter and it's just pull on those kind of things to kind of get people interested how many videos have we featured of make yourself look like spider-man iron man uh, optimus prime you know all about the trans people yeah yeah yeah, people people have you know you know if you're not gonna say we're doing pay for win you know pay to win which you shouldn't i'm i'm very happy that i can't go and buy a vex method class with my own money and just pay to win at the game. Like that's a line I'm happy that you've kept, Bungie. I mean, if you had my RNG, but, you wouldn't be but, happy about it. But but give me, you know, if you're if it if if you're if you're gonna live and die, ride and die on cosmetics, give me good cosmetics. If right. you want to bring back, if you're saying, listen, we've heard you on Crimson Doubles. We know you want Crimson Doubles. Mm-hmm. We yep. we've heard you on Sparrow Racing League. We know you want it back. I will pay you for the opportunity. Yeah. If you want to bring, you know, make it a whole thing, you know, you know, like, like one of the holiday events and, and run it for a month. Say we're, we're going to do, we're going to do superhero racing league. We're going to bring it back. It's going to have a pass. Just like everyone's like, I'm not paying more money. Now, listen, you need to have recurring revenue for your game. You do, you know, give me say, Hey, the month of December, it's going to be Sparrow Racing League time trials qualifiers for the month of December. Wow. We, we are nice. going to do, we are going to do Sparrow. You know, you're going to pay for it. If you, you know, you can, you know, there's a free version. You can play Sparrow Racing League, whatever. You can just have fun, reminisce with your friends, whatever. But there can, you know, there is a, you know, there's a pro circuit. There's a time trial, just like we've got, you know, quick playing competitive and PVP, not a great example, but you know, it's what we got. So that's what we're going to roll with. Let me pay, you know, let me pay my $10, my $15, buy the Sparrow Racing League bundle, pass entry, race entry, whatever you want to call it, and say, I can play this thing. Let me go play this. Let me qualify. Yeah, that's a big change to the in, game. In, I think in the month of December. Well, well, that's what I'm saying, though. I mean, you, you know, if you're saying we're not making money on cosmetics, what else can we do? Give me activity. If you're saying the game is too big, we can't just build a build a build it forever and not build it with revenue. Give me a revenue model. Say for for you know December. Let me let me play Sparrow Racing League. January. Okay, if you qualified, if you've paid for it, here's where here's when when you know, the event happens. You know it, it'll be some sort of hey you paid for this. This is an event you can do for Sparrow Racing League where there is good loot. There is legitimate stuff to get out of it. February rolls around. Give me Crimson Doubles. Again, let me pay for it. You know if I don't want to play PvP, I don't have to. Let, let it like the dungeon pass. I don't, if I don't want to interact with this, I don't have to, but give me as someone who wants to play this thing and enjoys it and, and looks back on it fondly. Let me play the activity. I'd pay you for the opportunity to do it. What let if me have this for the month of February. That was in the, in the vault. Like you really, really, really like Titan. You could pay, I don't know, $30 to buy the Titan pack. And now you have Titan if you wanted it. I know that would be hugely difficult to implement, but so is, you know, what you're suggesting too, but you know. Give me, yeah. give me back the reckoning. I'm not asking for, I'm not asking for Gambit investment. I'm not asking for Gambit Prime back. I'm not even asking for the armor set. I mean, I am. Bring me. <laughs> well, no, well, well, no. I mean, to your point of it being a huge undertaking. Yeah. Give me, you know, bring back the reckoning just as a standalone activity. Give it its own little rotating. You know, it can be like Tears of Eternity. You need something to, you know, if we're gonna have a seven month season because they've they've alluded to. Something is coming, you know, for, for this again, if things are delayed, which we're assuming they are, and we're going to have a seven month season, they're saying, you know, 
something, you know, obviously it's, it's not 30th anniversary in that it's going to be all that, but they're saying something like the 30th anniversary sort of, you know, tidying players over. We're going to put something out. Let it be something you already have. That can be something you can have fun with. You can, you can throw a rotating loop pool into like that can, that can become part of the game. You know, that's not a brand new thing you have to build from scratch. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's nice to throw out all the things we, we wish we could, we, we may be, but you know, he, he's got me stuck on wanting to be. We lost you. Wanting to be. Cade, probably. Jade, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's definitely where that sentence was going, but. <laughs> just wanted to clarify. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, we, there was no question on the content, just that we lost the audio. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't lose the audio on the next one because we've got another email that's not calling me a liar um, that I've just sent you respawn in on your normal chat. I just, in the Discord. Yeah, I just heard it. Yep. Okay. Hi guys, thanks for mentioning again in one of your recent podcasts to link your our Amazon accounts to our Bungie accounts in order to get special stuff. At first I thought Prime Gaming was something different than the Amazon Prime, so I never looked into it, thinking it would be yet another subscription to pay for, but Prime Gaming is included in your Amazon Prime account at no extra charge. But anyway, I linked my accounts and received a special Halloween package with the Boo emote, etc. This is it. This is the interesting part, though. Right? The message I received after I linked the account said to check the special deliveries kiosk next to Banshee. Sure enough, I went to the tower. Lo and behold, special deliveries kiosk next to Banshee was flashing. What the heck? I had never even noticed that kiosk because it didn't exist until very recently. So don't feel bad. Um, so I, I okay. Blah, blah, blah. I never noticed the kiosk. I have frequented the kiosk next to the postmaster on occasion to pick up quests. But I never knew about the special deliveries kiosk, so I thought I would mention it. Uh, when I went to pick up my special delivery, I also had three Ascendant Shards, two Ascendant Alloys, and a few other things. And an Exotic Cipher! I remember recently losing the Exotic Cipher because I tried to collect it from Xur when my inventory was full. I was really upset that I completed 21 strikes to obtain the Exotic Cipher, and then it disappeared. Oof. Because I accidentally tried to cash it in with Zer when my inventory was full, so it disappeared. It totally should have went to your postmaster. That's BS. Well, I guess it went to the special deliveries kiosk. I just thought I would mention it because maybe a lot of people didn't know that the kiosk existed. And even if they have stuff in there that they can collect. Uh, signed, Mel. Well, thank you very much, Mel. Uh, that kiosk that you mentioned, like I said before, wasn't always there. That is a very recent addition to the game. I think it was only this season, if I'm not mistaken. Well, not even this season. It was just a recent update this season. So, not even the whole season, I don't think. But yeah, no, it's definitely a new thing. And people are still getting used to the idea of its existence. But yeah, no, definitely appreciate you calling it out such that, you know, in case you had other stuff that might be in there. Yeah. So, glad you got your 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 um thing that was lost to the depths of time that you thought was lost, but wasn't lost because there's not a kiosk that you didn't know about. Yeah. The secret exotic cipher hiding in the secret kiosk. Yeah, that's why we we sort of tried to call it out of a couple times because yeah, it's it's super easy to miss. So yes, if you're in the tower and you know you know where our good buddy Master Rahul is, if you walk toward the gunsmith and say, Gunsmith, I'm gonna come visit you, but I, I don't need to visit you right now and take that nice right turn and go down the red carpet like you're gonna go visit, you know, Ikora or Teta or yeah, I, I suppose a drifter if if you're one of those folks. Before you get to you know the elevator and the part where you're gonna fall down, 
Basically, at that doorway, there's a nice little staircase on the right-hand side that takes you up. Right at that doorway, right before you anywhere else, you can you can practically reach your hand out and, and shake hands with Banshee44. There's a thing that says Terminal, Special Deliveries. Hidden right there on the side. It's no no sign, no flashing thing, no no uh, you know, NPC standing there. But that's where all your deliveries will go by, will go and show up. And if you do have a drop, it does sort of like flash, like, you know, all the other vendors in the tower. But if there's nothing like actively there, it's really easy to miss unless you happen to see the little green pop up as you run by. But you could also just think, oh, that's just Banshee or, oh, that's just the uh, Rahul for some reason. Right. But yeah. That was a really complicated say- way of saying it's between Rahul and Banshee. It is. Well, we, <laughs> we told people the easy way, so now we're going to go with a more complicated way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If you tell people enough times, they'll remember. And then if they don't remember, you'll keep telling them. And then someone else will go, hey, I found this thing that's there now. I I entirely disagree. I can't tell you how many times y'all have told me things that I still don't remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, to be fair, most people, I would assume, have a working short and long-term memory. So, you know, you're the exception that proves the rule. Is, that's is, a, it, that's a is it time to tell him, is it is it our monthly time to tell him that this podcast was set up basically by his wife to keep him reminded about the stuff going on in the game? <laughs> no, oh, my wife definitely doesn't want me reminded, same as yours doesn't want you to be reminded. <laughs> I mean, that is the entire reason we do this. It was an agreement with Luna to make sure that we kept you up to date with things, which is uh, why okay. also we, we surreptitiously, it doesn't get in the recorded version, that's why suddenly, you know, 19 will, will drop out, like, remember to pick up the laundry or the dogs need dog food, you know, periodically as we record. Again, it doesn't make it into the show. That's just for you. Just yeah. a little reminder for your daily life. He drops in. Luna sends him a, we- a list each week, but uh-huh. he drops in just to sort of surreptitiously remind you. So you'll think, oh, there's something I need to do this week. And, and you'll be reminded. Yeah. And it also gives her a reason to yell at me. So, you know, she sets me up. So then she it's can win win. Well, for her. Yeah, so- it's a win-win all the way around. <laughs> yeah. So huh. next week, don't forget your homework. You've got to come back with a bill. Yeah, I can otherwise... tell you right now, bro. No. Because otherwise Calvin will call us all liars. And then you'll be branded like Calvin me. Calvin can't call me a liar because I got one ready right here. Let's go. No. We've got to go. There's, there's stuff to be done. You've got the laundry Ooh. to do. You've got the dog to take for a walk. I actually have to take the wife to a party in about you 20 go. minutes, 20 well, minutes. Go. So right, it's well. time to hand over to Perotti because he likes to end the show by thanking all the people that support us. I do. This show is made possible by Bungie. They kind and of viewers like you. And viewers like you, who can be threatened with a good time, Zep Orbit and K4. Our Otter Dance Troupe, the T-Rex King, Scarlet Cam, BHS Nightcrawler, Mellow Mally, and Diddy Tato M64. Those who throw more grenades... So our dancers have something to dance to. It's important to keep a good beat. And you can't keep a good beat without grenades. The Carver 2782, Golden God 1562, We Noble, Basically Salt, Zombie Pops, Renard Collant, and the Fire Squaz 1688 provide. And of course, Deacon is hard at work with Dimwee. Oh, is Fire Squad a new one? Do we have a new one? Look at that. He, he joined the same week that uh, K4 did. did we just didn't... Fire just didn't Squad? Hit. I just didn't have a name for the first week or two, so he was oh. uh, his, his his real human name and not his real gamer name. I assume gotcha. he, he, she, they, it. Uh, and and Deacon's day one raid team of Dimly Gravy, Jeff, PP Pipe, and Dresser Driftwood. We thank each and every one of you and appreciate you very, very much. And Night Demon's going to appreciate me saying thank you for joining us. Your Titans are parody and Night Demon. Your Hunter is no one to respond to in real life. And um, 
you should email the show two times hotmail.com with your hot takes, your cold takes, and all your takes, because uh, who knows what next week's going to be? Presumably PvP? Who really knows? You should find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and uh, really everywhere you get your podcasts. That's where our show is. Like I tell you every week, go to a search box, type in Two Titans and a Hunter, you'll find us. Which irritates our podcast brethren, which just warms our hearts a little bit. That we're just irritatingly good at bubbling to the top of the Destiny world. <laughs> Two Titans and a Hunter.com is where you can find this show and all of the notes we put in the show, all the videos, all the links, all the things we talk about and say it'll be in the show notes. Two Titans and a Hunter.com, that's where you find all those. And if you'd like to join your, our Otter Dance troop, threaten us with a good time, throw more grenades, or be part of the crack day one raid team. Patreon.com slash TTAH. If you're looking for a more casual encounter, coffee.com, that's ko-fi.com slash two titans and a hunter. And if you enjoy the thrill of live action, spicy language, and early morning streams, depending on the time zones, twitch.tv slash no one responds in real life. If you want to keep it family friendly like a proper British gentleman who may or may not be lying to you, twitch.tv slash two titans and a hunter, where you can watch the United Demon himself stream. When do they stream, you ask? Well, you have to go there. You have to hit the little button, hit the little bell, and it will tell you exactly when they go live. Because as we've discussed, we are old, we are tired, we don't have proper schedules. It happens when it happens. So go there, hit the bell, and you too will know when it happens, and then you can show up and give love, light abuse, and uh, possibly make someone drag you through something you need to get through. And uh, now that we've dragged the, the rest of the team through this show, I'm going to tell you goodbye. Night Demon will tell you goodbye, and Respawn will. will tell you goodbye. And we'll be back next week with something. Say bye, guys. Bye, guys. Two Titans and a Hunter, a Destiny 2 podcast. Also, on Steam... Do you guys play uh, Destiny through Steam? I'm assuming you do, right? No, you have Xboxes. On Steam... Okay, there we go. You got there. I was like, let's see how long... Let's see if we don't respond to him. Let's see how long this takes. (laughs) I forgot about your Xbox thing. But on Steam, the very first reply... You know how they have reviews of games on Steam? I don't know if you know, but they have reviews. And the very first reply is a guy that's been playing for 1,500 hours. Right. And and it's a a not not recommended... uh, review right and I, well the fact that he's played 1500 hours says that he enjoys it but yeah. he doesn't recommend it <laughs> sure. who recommends their addiction yeah i guess that's true 1500 hours is rookie numbers